Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Trenches Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, this sports program starts now. Football! It's all around us, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The spirit of the holidays and Christmas and Kwanzaa started yesterday. That's right. Um, yeah. Hanukkah ended a couple of days back. The spirit of the holidays is certainly all around us, but so is football, meaningful football. There's game clinching, playoff clinching, Why? home field advantage through the playoff clinching games happening this weekend. But, oh, that's not it. No. College football playoffs is on Monday. What? College football playoffs is on Monday. Jeez. Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, what? Pasadena, California. What? Yeah. Brand new year. It's a great time to be alive. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We have a packed show today. The biz nasty man himself, yeah, Paul Bizonette of TNT, spitting chiclets, and 16 years of pro hockey playing will join yeah. us in about 30 minutes to chat about this year's NHL season, which is fantastic because hashtag hockey is awesome. That is just the way it is. If you don't know the sport, you should get to know it because in the offseason, we're going to be paying close attention to it now that we can actually run clips on this particular program as opposed to just being on the internet show where we're being threatened to be sued by everybody. That's right. Uh-huh. That's a nice little caveat to this upcoming offseason. We'll talk to Biz about that. We'll be joined by J.J. Watt. How about Burnley get a win? Yeah. yeah. Go. And then, well, then it was. Yeah. Good so he the- can't even come on the show after a win because they do get a win. Uh-huh. And then they lose right before the show. So we got to bring up, what's going on with Burnley? Is it Burn Dime, Burnley? <laughs> I thought we were up in the hell out of Clarence, and now all of a sudden they're back down. How long do we keep him up? Maybe a little bit longer than two days. Yikes. We'll talk J.J. Watt. Obviously, his brother T.J. is leading the NFL in basically every I'd- category on the defense side of the ball. And that team is back alive. We'll also chit-chat about all his thoughts about everything happening around the NFL. And then guess who's joining us in the third hour on ESPN Plus and YouTube? Who's that? Oh. Barry Sanders. Wow. The Hell yeah. Wichita, Barry Sanders. The- Out of Wichita, Kansas. Wow. That is correct. Now, he did spell my name wrong in a personalized autograph that got sent to the no. office, no. which is awesome. I will certainly hang it. So you pronounced the, his hometown wrong. He spelled my name wrong in an autograph thing. We love Barry. Yes. And what better time to chat with old Detroit Lions legend Barry Sanders oh, yeah. than just a few days after the Detroit Lions win their first division championship in 30 years. He's Since be, he was playing. Yeah, he's going to be jacked up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's going to be pumped up. And he's always great on our show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the talks table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Damn. Cowboys Town Diggs is here. Nine-year NFL vet. A man who's always dressed properly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Darius J. Butler is here. And joining us on this Trenches Wednesday has been here every single Wednesday except for a couple uh, weeks ago. He mm-hmm. couldn't come on Wednesday because he was going to a fake war camp in the woods of North Carolina. That's, yep. right. That's right. With the Green Berets. Not the Navy SEALs. Which he told us, and we projected loudly, mm-hmm. and then he posted a photo. I'm at Green Berets camp, and yep. then we're the assholes. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Even though we appreciate and respect the military, I think Maureen's show probably on air. Yep, that I is a real deal. So AQ is normally here on these Wednesdays. We get smarter on these Wednesdays. He's a Super Bowl champion. Ooh. He's a former. What was that award you won in college? Remington. Remington Award winner. Oh yeah, an absolute stallion out of Penn State, Pittsburgh Steelers. Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Ravens, Wide. the Indianapolis Colts, Wide. the Baltimore Ravens, Wide. the Arizona Cardinals, Wide. and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ladies and gentlemen, player coach Jackie Moon, AQ Show. Yeah, you. you nailed it. You nailed it. You got them all right. I hit the whole path there. Yeah, yeah war did. camp included. I feel pretty good. Yeah. The reason why I like to br- – yeah, he did go to war camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All games. Not real. Right. Regal is there. But practice. Yep. He was right. out there practicing with the team. We actually met down whenever he won the Remington. That's the first time we got to hang out with each other. It won, it won exactly on day one. 
how it would go for the rest yep. of nice. the entire life. I think that's exactly that. right. That was pretty quick. I mean, I, it was it was pretty. I'd heard of the AQ ship. Sure. Obviously, we both grew up in the Pittsburgh area. I assume he had heard of me as well from Absolutely. people's stories. You know, and the stories were pretty simpatico stories right. that were maybe being shared. So down in Orlando at that college football playoff awards, we were the only ones out, but we were having a good time. Hell we were having yeah. a great, right? Out. That was when I met Kirk Herbstreit, too. That's right. Whoa. First time I ever met Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, because we were just kind of moseying around. Nobody knew who we were. Sure. It was very nice. Yeah. And they, awesome. gave us, they gave us uh per diem. Yep. Nice. So we had some money. Now, he went to Penn State. I don't know what he was getting. I'm sure he wow. got handshakes all over. Yeah, more than handshakes. Yeah, well, wow. keep it to, we're talking. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> We're talking money. Have yeah. to bring it up still. Yeah, because NIL wasn't real then, but some schools certainly were just playing by their own rules oh, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And we had a blast. Cool. And ever Did since we? then, it's been great to see your career come together. Super Bowl champion now. And now he's super fit. Yeah. Super fit. Don't love that Hell part. Yeah. What do you mean you don't love that? It's just, you know, in the trenches. You need big guys in the trenches. You're a skinny guy now. You think we're losing credibility potentially with some of our segments? We only have a couple of them, and mm -hmm. you're saying we're losing credibility with I one know. of them? I'm just saying on the same day we have a guy on here, you know, that's still going at it in the trenches every single day. He's in the Houston Texans building, you know, half the time during the season. And then our other guy, he's going to war camp. Well, I think he's at a different stage of retirement. Yep. Yeah. J.J. Watt, very new to retirement. Yes. Okay. This is his first season, Yeah. you know, of retired. Mm -hmm. So he's still freaking out. Right. I was still 290 last year. Let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah, oh. you were still, e still eating the same exact yeah. way, yep. working out the same exact way, yep. because you become a creature of habit. We'll see what happens to J.J. Watt, you know, next year, the yep. year after. Exactly. Yeah. Burnley. Will he still after be After they get put, relegated. Well, Damn. Yeah, that's going to take a lot of hey, weight. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. He's right, though. Your problem. He's right. All right, let's uh, – hey, Gumpsh, Burnley sucks. Is that what we're saying? No, they, they played a very good Liverpool squad. The issue is everybody around them in the relegation zone won yesterday. That oh, is no. a big issue. Oh, no. For those that don't know, that's uh, our sport in England, soccer over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're bottom three in their league, you get sent out of their league. Yeah. Say you stink. Kind You're not sweet. good enough to be in our league anymore. You got to go down to a lower division. And then a lower division sends a couple up. You know, they're trying to build up. And there's been stories of teams that are down here. We're right. talking about out of this league, been relegated out of this league, out of this league, yeah. relegated out of this league. And then they just mm -hmm. chip in a chair. Yeah. Just fishing a chip. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. And they just go all the way up. And they end up making it all the way to the Premier League. That's a beautiful thing that their sport has mm -hmm. over there that we don't have. But it's always the good stories you hear about. Mm -hmm. Now we're living with the yeah, investment at this league. Yeah, right. And then we're potentially. It's a lot of money. What's That's so funny, a lot Foxy? of money. What's so funny, Foxy? Uh, hey, that was just well put. I, I'm sure JJ hated that, but it was well We've put. We've never heard this story before. No. We've no. always heard the good side yeah. of this whole thing. Man, if you put a team together and you guys do it right. And you really focus, you put the right pieces together, and you coach them up, and you play hard, and you win some games, you could turn this team into a... Yeah. You could be playing against Liverpool. That's right. Ryan Reynolds. You could be playing Manchester United. Yeah. Right here in this state. You guys just get it right. Ryan Reynolds, exactly. Yeah, Rexham, they can do it. Rexham, you can do, do it, it. Oh, we're, doing we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. And now we're, we're actively watching. <laughs> the curse have said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thing that is a gift and a curse. Season one, Ted Lasso. Hey, it's all right. Story will be even better with J.J. Watt. Hell right. yeah. Picks those boys up. Hey, Kyle. Puts I mean, them on her back. Tyler, Tyler I mean, for Christ's sake. Tyler, dude, perfect. I haven't seen a lot of him talking about Burnley. I haven't seen a lot of him. 
I, I'm wondering if he's thinking about maybe I'll get back in there whenever we're. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Tyler knows. No, my Tyler's, jump not, shit. Tyler's not a front runner. I agree. Tyler's been there. Yeah. Tyler boots on the ground to build that entire right, dude yeah. perfect. Mm. But with that being said, we haven't heard much about him talking about no, Burnley. We no, need no, that no. to happen. New graphics. Ooh. Sweet. What a show. How about that? I like Damn this. good. And while I got your attention down here, look at this bad boy. What? That's happening at 530. Oh, wow. Are you serious? That's the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yep. Okay. This team, this team is going to lose to this team Ooh. in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's actual mayonnaise insider. Mm-hmm. I am a mayonnaise fan. I assume everybody thought that immediately upon looking at me <laughs> and then seeing me wear tank tops for a long time. I love the mayo. Don't know if I love just, uh, that we're in a Duke's mayo bowl. Sure. But I do like the fact that Neil Brown's getting a mayonnaise bath oh, yes. after their game at 5.30, I believe, today. 5.30 p.m., yeah. It starts at 2 p.m. with the uh, the military bowl between Virginia Tech and Tulane. What? We got massive respect for. Hopefully, those two will put on for yeah, the military. Yesterday, we had Minnesota Bowling Green. Yep. How'd that one end up? Uh, Minnesota came home obviously because if you're there's one thing you need for bowl games. Mm-hmm. What is it, Tashmit? Snake oil. I don't Bingo. <laughs> yeah. And PJ Fleck has <laughs> jars that? and jars and gallons What's of that it. What's that all about? Well well said. Said. Well and that's said. why they have the longest active bowl win streak in FBS because PJ Fleck brings it every bowl season. Yeah, but that's not how you described that. That's and you knew you were like, uh, who's that guy that puts his hand up puppets? Uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. He's incredibly talented. That's what you just did with Ty because that puppet's saying jokes that he wants to say. Yeah. You know, he's he's saying it in a different voice. Mm. So this puppet can be. It's a beautiful gimmick. Oh yeah, it is an absolutely beautiful gimmick. He does it better than anybody. That's what you just did with I Ty. Didn't say it. Yeah, I didn't say it. Exa- I said it. That's what Jeff Dunham does with his pop. But all I'm saying is PJ Fleck gets the boys up for bowl season. But why is that, Ty? Well, like this year, because they were 5-7, and seven, and they probably shouldn't have went to a bowl game. But, you know, hey, if you want to beat the hell out of Bowling Green and celebrate like you just won the Super Bowl, then, you know. But, hey, Minnesota beat Iowa this year, so I can't say Whoa! That. One of their five wins was against Iowa? It was. It was. Oh, and it was a punt return. Yeah, they didn't actually that. win that game. It was actually the first time P.J. Fleck has beat Iowa since he's been at Minnesota. But I'm, I'm a ha- hey, Big Ten West showing out in bowl season so far, so I love it. I love it. Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. That's an actual chant in Minnesota. Seems like it has gotten your feelings a little bit. No. And I don't know if you're non-biased right now or being a journalist. We're on JSBN. I understand. you got to remember that. Congrats to the Minnesota boys. And congrats to West Virginia. Get a big-time win today. Here you go. Last time West Virginia and North Carolina played each other in a bowl game, it was also in Charlotte, North Carolina, Meineke Car Care Bowl. That would go on to be Chase Rice's last football game ever. (laughs) He was playing for North Carolina. And uh, we won. By one. Ooh. It was awesome. That was a lot of fun. And that was like the Pat White sayonara. Mm-hmm. Appreciate everything you've done for us. Hit Arlick, uh, Ulrich Arnett for a couple touchdowns. He was one of our wide receivers. Is that Ma- tall? Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, like six, seven, right? I was watching. Yes. Now that was West Lions. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was also yeah. very yeah. good. West Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, he's w- went to w- Woody w- High. He ended up being at Steelers. I think he's an author now. Pursuit is oh, something nice. he wrote. Okay. But they they put a video together. I don't know how I feel about it, but I did get a chance to go. They basically said, like, deja vu here, and they had Pat White highlights, and then they were cutting it, like, to Garrett Green highlights. No! Are you kidding me? I didn't love it. Who the hell did that? Who did that? Who did that? Wait till Garrett Green comes out next year and wins the highs. That's what I'm saying. Gigi does run wild, and I am happy that he is our quarterback. Rich Rod and Neil are the same guy. 
Suspend whoever made that video now. I want his ass fired. I want him on a trip to Miami so he can post something for the Dolphins. And he gets fired from there, too. Okay, well, that's a whole other story. That guy's just trying to earn a living. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the video was nice to take a little trip down memory lane back to Charlotte. My Jeez. last collegiate game. The class that I came in with, a lot of guys got redshirted, obviously. So that was like my last time with pretty much it. They still had another year they were going to play with. That, was, that week, that entire thing. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a beautiful thing. So to relive it, it was cool to do. But the way they were like, you know, yeah, same situation here. I'm like, <laughs> we need to watch our mouths. Yeah, okay, when we're talking about Pat White. But it was, I saw Ulrich Arnett have a couple touchdowns. I, did, I didn't remember that. Me and Jallo celebrate. I mean, it was nice to see that team. And obviously, Pat White just won bananas. Hakeem Nix in that game caught a ball in, out That's of his good. ass <laughs> yep, yep. running across he, the middle. He was so good. His hands were the size. Oh, yeah. Like, Literally from here to here on him. And the only reason why I know that is because he caught a ball out of his ass over the middle. <laughs> and his hands just like there was no gap in between his legs anymore. It was one of the nicest catches of all time. He would end up being a teammate of mine at the Colts. Yep. And literally as soon as I meet him, I go, you remember when you caught that ball out of your ass in the uh, Montecure? He's like, I do, or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> We were all mind blown on the sideline. You should have heard us talking about you. We're like, look at this thing out here. And then he would obviously go and have a great NFL career. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl too with the Giants, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Brandon, he had Brandon Tate too. Dog of a receiver, kick returning yeah. to you, probably kick to him. Got drafted. We got drafted the same draft class to uh, New England. He's a dog. We beat him by one. That's all I know. Good game. Late extra point, about a minute left. Only time I ever had an opportunity to hit a game winner. I had like six or seven game tying opportunities. Mm -hmm. Those are always the best, you know, because people remember them. Sure. Uh, when you sure. make them. Absolutely. <laughs> never. That's all they talk about. Not, remember when you never. miss. But if you miss, boy, this is the worst Ooh. human of all time. You make them, though. He's going overtime. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Did thank you. Job. All right. Yeah. Thank you. It's like, yeah, no problem. I just want to let you know in my head what's going through there mm -hmm. as I walk out there. Happy I became a punter, to be honest. But, yeah, good luck to the West Virginia boys as they beat good the luck. hell out of North Carolina. Well, mine ears. And I like those North Carolina boys, too. I got a chance to meet them, you know, yeah. and everything like that. But I think they got a lot sitting out. We don't. Yes. We got a lot of guys playing. Yeah. Right. Our money guys are playing. Mm -hmm. All their money guys aren't playing. Out. We'll break it down. I think we're only favored by six and a half, too, or something. Mm -hmm. like oh, man, lock it up. It does feel like this is a Neil Brown Super Bowl yeah. for uh, this West Virginia team. It's a and they, them trying to make, you know, the Garrett Green, Pat White comparisons, Irish, they both play quarterback for certainly. Garrett Green has the opportunity today to propel himself into next year. Jeez. As Gigi run wild all over everybody in the Big right. 12. Today's there's four games, and each side has each game has a clear side of where there's a clear motivation advantage, and you should look to take advantage of those today. That's bowl season, pretty much, yeah. is it not? Yes, it is. Just like Florida State's motivation on Saturday is to win national championship. Yeah, exactly. better. They could potentially be the only team that's undefeated mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. Who are they beating? Oh, the reigning yeah. national champion yeah. who won how many 29 straight games yeah, or something yeah. like that then lose one and they're not in it so like there's a lot of implications on the line there florida state what a legacy builder yeah you know what i mean they got all their guys playing of course mm -hmm. they got all their guys playing for yeah, that they yep. got everyone playing and then for georgia they also florida state's got nobody playing nobody okay and that's tough that is very with everything that happened the backup rodemakers transfer he's not playing it would have been really in nice. Portal? Huh? Mm -hmm. He's in the portal? Everybody. Dude, none of their players are playing pretty yeah. Georgia, though? Okay. We got guys playing. We got a lot of guys. And, and, and if we do remember, like, at the end of the national championship, we were there. Mm -hmm. We're going to be at the Rose Bowl, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Let's go. Can't yeah. wait to do Excited that. about that. So stupid that we get to do uh -huh. that. Pumped. But if you remember what Georgia's third stringers did against TCU in the national championship oh, the last quarter. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it's not only the fact that maybe backups will play against Florida State, but, like, their starters are also playing. Mm -hmm. And like the way Kirby views this, especially after what happened, it's like.
that one could get ugly. Yeah. 17 and a half is the one. But Florida State, they do miraculous things to win games this year. Well, Shock the world. So there it is. Chance to win a national championship for these Florida State teams. Yeah, exactly. I'll, do, I'll, I'll call them Conat. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah, for sure. Would you? Absolutely. Yeah, Undefeated. Yeah. And what happens if they lose by 40? Is that like uh, opposite? Like they just get propelled down? Maybe they get kicked out of the ACC? How, how does that work? Yeah, relegated. You can relegate them to the shit Big Twelve. No, no, yeah. relegated to the Big Twelve. Yeah, like, you don't see 12. people paying five hundred million dollars to get out of the Big Twelve. No, oh. you see them just sending contracts to say we're not staying. But you don't see people paying five hundred million to get out of the Big Twelve. It's never been our problem. People getting hot. Okay, yeah. too many people want to get in right now to the Big Twelve. Well, all the teams that you know don't really have a home want to get in, but everyone else, you know, they went to the conferences they actually want to go to. I am worried about the Big Twelve falling into an ACC situation, which Florida State fell into yes. this past year coming up. But at least the champion automatically in a twelve game series uh, playoff. Next True. Year. Yeah. So that's good news until that changes, right? Because somebody's going to be pissed about something. But let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Last night's Hard Knocks episode on HBO, Whew. phenomenal. Eight. Okay, I actually we in NFL Films have had a contractual relationship for a few years. We all saw it come to a boiling point last year whenever we were pretty much getting sued by the NFL for utilizing graphics of NFL teams on graphics on our show. We could run video because we're paying multiple millions of dollars to NFL films Mm -hmm. on our show. I was paying multiple millions of dollars to NFL films to run highlights on the show. But once it was paused, you see... With the logo. No logos. Can't do that. Nope. So that was, and we we're the first people that was an independent company, independent operation that got rights mm-hmm. and got a deal done with NFL films. So I was very thankful and proud of NFL films. But through that whole process, NFL films and the NFL lawyers had to battle a lot. NFL films went to bat for us a lot. NFL films has been a great partner for us for the last couple of years. We know a lot of people over there. Okay. So whenever we say like, oh, we should be watching hard knocks. It's not just like for the entertainment value. It's like, we understand how much time NFL films puts into hard knocks and how much like effort they put into it and how much of acknowledgement they knew that it was kind of getting stale there for a while. Yeah. They understood that they had to kind of reinvent the wheel. So then they do this in season one and the Colts had it for a little bit there. I forget who Card- Cardinals. Cardinals had yeah. it and it ended bad. It was starting to get curse. It was starting to get a curse. Yep. Do not have Hard Knocks in season, just like the regular Hard Knocks was, just like the Madden curse became. It was like, don't do this. And the NFL films people feel that. Like, they actually, mm-hmm. they hear it, they listen, they take it. It's a whole thing. So, now that they have the Miami Dolphins, I feel like we should have been watching all season. And last night, we all made a commitment to each other to watch the episode. That might have been the greatest Hard Knocks episode I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> across the board. It is phenomenal. They got a head coach in McDaniel who is not scared at all of being on camera. No. And I think the thing about people who get scared about being on camera are people that aren't authentic people. The people who maybe have a facade that they are putting out to the world uh, are very scared to be on camera whenever they're not working or they're not doing their gimmick or they're acting. Might feel like they might get exposed for being a fraudulent or a fugaze. Like, don't find out who I actually am. Let's just keep this this fake front that we are. McDaniel addressed the hard knocks thing at the beginning. He was like, yeah, cameras are here. Great. Would I like them? Not? No, but I'm not changing and neither are you. And he has remained the same person that we all assume he was throughout the entire, you see clips from week one. And then you see last night's episode. This dude is awesome. McDaniel is fantastic. Does it work if they're losing? No, no, maybe not. Nothing works whenever you lose. Oh, yeah. Even if you're Bill Belichick, yeah. greatest of all time. <laughs> Shit doesn't work if you're losing. But it is working. They are winning. And there's going to be other owners that are going to be like, you know, let's find another McDaniel. I don't think there is. Nope. And everybody says, you know, he wears those pants up a little bit. Sure. 
It's got those sunglasses sure. on. Very yeah. cool. Super cool. The shoes. Like maybe he's not, you know, the right guy. Accountability. Maybe he's not the right guy to ask things of his players. Got a lot of egos down there. Oh, yeah. A lot of personalities down there. We're going into a week 16 game here and we're watching hard knocks. Listen to the decision he makes and how he goes about making his decision. Because remember, coaching is just communicating. How do you communicate your message to the team? Now, you got to have the right message. Feels like this guy's a football wizard. His message, seemingly always good. But how do you get the boys to buy in? Listen to him on a Wednesday or Thursday meeting, week 16. Everybody's exhausted mm-hmm. at this stage. Not a lot of people want to practice at all. Listen to what he does to motivate the boys to get a great practice before this Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, I'm going to go talk some shit and get this turned up today. Hey, Butch, I know you just wanted to go through the motions today. We're competing today. Oh, he almost fit me, bro. Hey, we're competing today. We're competing today. It's not time to be soft. We're competing today. You hear it? Like, I want shit talking after completions. Oh, yeah, big life. In his world up. Oh, I love your noises. Hey, I hit the whiteouts today. I hit the whiteouts with this. Ravage these corners these corners up today. Wes Welker, Sam Madison told me to apologize to you because this guy's going to choke your guys out today. Are you ready for a play call or what? I'm ready. And then they just go hard. Now, some practices are obviously not at a good level. Mm -hmm. The intensity level is not fantastic. I love the way he chooses to do the things that he does. After they had a massive loss, the way he decided to put accountability on others was like, also, hey, not all your fault, my fault as well, but he was calling people out and doing it in his fashion. I love his message, AQ. I love the way he operates, and I think it's the perfect hard knock season for the whole world to learn about this dude's style. I've loved everything about him since the beginning. Listen, he's he came from San Fran, right? And he was the architect behind that offensive line. Every single person I've talked to, the offensive line meetings, the run game meetings in San Fran, he ran. So he's taken that kind of persona, bringing it to Miami, and the way that he's gone about it, right? There's a fine line between being cheesy and hitting the right message to the guys, mm-hmm. and I think he's nailed it. I'm going to go talk some shit today, dude. Yeah. But, and then you said, I like that whenever he told two, I want plays, and I want you to talk shit. It's like that's how you create a culture, right? That, that's the culture he's trying to build. The one word that comes to my mind with Mike is is empowering, and you see what he did with two, and it, and it kind of just shines a light on how important you know coaching is, especially head coaching, seeing where two started and where he's come even that conversation he had with Armstead in the, in the locker room at halftime, like that was dope. Him talking, getting his guys going, all the personalities, Tyreek, Ramsey, Wilkins, like he got a bunch of big person. Still having Uncle Dan around, Dan Marino still in the building, that was awesome. But how he keeps the guys going, like you said, there's a fine line between cheesy and to your point, if you're losing. None of this. Oh, it gets real cheesy. Now you start getting, you know, maybe <laughs> oh, shut up. Russell Wilson type, you know, how whoa, people whoa, felt whoa. about him uh, last year. But it's awesome to see, uh, especially obviously as a – Lifelong dolphin fan. Yeah, wow. from South Florida, really from Broward, too. though. So really we don't, you know. Hey, listen, I learned, learned a lot on the internet about <laughs> yeah, yeah. that this <laughs> weekend. <Respect>. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of empowering Tua, here's Tua in the huddle. Okay, and I we saw Tua at Alabama. I don't think I knew much about him. I knew he could play the ukulele. Yep, yeah, very well. I, I could sing. I knew he was well liked. Yep. I knew he could put a ball literally in a keyhole if he wanted to. Very. Didn't know him as person. Then he gets to Miami, and that that was terrible. I mean. There was a lawsuits about oh, trialists, mm-hmm. and then Benching there was Benchum. There was fake reports going out to make him look yeah. soft. Oh, he didn't get hurt. Actually, he broke his thumb 
Yeah, ribs. well, yep. remember he had the yeah. hairline fracture right. in his played, ribs. Yeah, could have played. We didn't really find closer, any injury. Then three role. days later, it was like, oh, he actually has a hairline fracture in his ribs. It's like, well, why'd you guys try to make him look bad, saying he didn't have an injury? It was terrible. Bad. Thought he was potentially broken, thought he was never going to have a thing. Then McDaniel tells us and tells everybody that, you know, I went through however many plays of two. I found all the good things, and I'm going to build this team around making two a good. And his only messaging was like, hey, Tua, you're a dog, dude. You are really good. We're very thankful for you. You're fantastic. And I don't know what Tua was like in the huddle whenever he was first quarterback for the Dolphins when they were pulling him out before two-minute drill and having Fitz Magic go in and everything like that. But listen to him talk to this huddle on a game-winning play against the Dallas Cowboys. Listen to the, the confidence, the sense of urgency, and also the command of a group of men who are very large, very competitive, very exhausted, and have their own egos and everything. Listen to Tua be a damn quarterback here. This shit right here, T, this on this on this is on you guys on that left side. Here's the deal. Miami gets first down, they could basically waste the clock down to nothing, try and kick the game winning field goal. Mike White, relax. This is it. Wilson. He's gonna have a first down. Let's go! Let's go! Down to the 10. No timeouts left for Dallas. Let's go! Now, Jason Sanders had not made a kick yet, but he, he would yeah, go yeah, on. Right. The, I saw Jason Sanders jog on the field while Tua was doing all that stuff, and I was like, all right, got to make it. <laughs> yeah, you better make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to. Hey, let's, uh, let's not watch this entire thing. You already won 4-4, four, four, and I think McDaniel last night, there was a clip of him saying, he's got this shit. He actually, McDaniel oh, yeah. says that as yeah. he's walking on the field, and he inevitably it's makes big, it. A big third down, too, where uh, Tua kind of called the shot. You know, immediately, hey, knew what play he wanted to get mm-hmm. to, the little Tyreek screen. Mm-hmm. Tyreek, like, all right, talking to, to himself, like, all right, got to get this shit, got to get right. Got it to him, got the first down, and obviously that was a big drive to basically, you know, seal it. Just his confidence, though. You know, like, he's the guy. He's in control. He's the trigger, man. And it's like, I I am pumped for this Miami Dolphins story as a whole, and I'm thankful Hard Knocks is up. And like you mentioned earlier, there probably won't be another Mike McDaniel. Just like the position he was in. Think about the guys they're thinking about being head coaches now. It's all OCs. Like, McDaniel just kind of came out of nowhere, and even when he was hired in Miami, it was like, who is this guy? What did he do? I don't know if anyone really gave him as much credit for the Niners run game as it was initially when he got hired, but it would be out of nowhere if there was some Mike McDaniel in, let's say, Ben Johnson or the guy down in Houston or Kafka, any of these guys that were up for jobs that were OCs and then some run game coordinator comes in out of nowhere and he's the head coach now like that that would bl- at least it blow me yeah. out of the water if that happened this offseason and th- by the way like there's gonna be and i mentioned this earlier there's gonna be teams that are gonna try to find the next big day i know it's like i don't hey don't try this feels like one-on-one here. yeah he had an ivy league brain yep mm-hmm. right ivy league, he's got an ivy league brain yep. he also grew up around ball wasn't he a ball boy, ball there boy for a yeah, while. broncos having to be in the shanahan like family pretty yeah. much like he lost his job what's that movie the outsiders uh or the what's it called when they like Bill Gates grew up around the only computer. Oh yeah, outliers. The outliers. Well, yeah. It's like this guy is an outlier. Mm-hmm. This yeah. guy is one of one. I don't think it's repeatable. And then you add in the moxie and swag that he has. Listen to what he says as the captains are about to go out, and Uncle Dan Marino <laughs> is the honorary captain of the night. First of all, look at Tua and Uncle Dan's relationship, and then listen to McDaniel just looking like a little. Ki- this is the head coach of the team, just chirping all the boys, motivating in his own style. I'll go dance. Get their ass. Go. Our captains are really good players. Holy shit. <laughs> Look at it. And we even got Dan Marino. Yeah, Dan Marino. Your record, Dan. We're coming 
LA and every Dan and him love each other, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why he's in the building. I assume they were showing a video of all of Dan's accomplishments and Dan's record yeah. and what it is, number one, number one, and everybody's clapping, having a good time. And McDaniel's like, we're coming for your right chirping. Chirping Dan Marino right before the game. And you hear how cool two is. Hey, let's go get their ass dances. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And then Tyreek, we even got Dan Marino. It's like the vibes immaculate. Right, the yeah. confidence through the roof. And they have the talent in all phases. Why not the Miami Dolphins? Seriously, why not? The vibes are immaculate. And it feels like we talk about matching head coaches with the city. It feels like he is a perfect match for Miami. Um, I just noticed something in the background of the uh, captain's clip. Why is Miami... Is that the game against the Cowboys? Yeah, I think so. Why can't we show up on time? Okay. Miami. Miami. It's Miami. I no chance. Yeah, weather. Remember LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch. Mm -hmm. I thought this was Finn Fam. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Listen. You got going on. That's just how Miami is. I think we all just understand. There was playoff games there for the Heat. Yeah. Where the lower bowl had 14 people. <laughs> to the second at half. tip off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then that's like LeBron. Like they were about to go win the entire yeah. bar. Some good bars, good clubs, good spots up there. You trick They're just getting ready for the you, game. Yeah, you trick me way down. They know. Listen, they got warm up too. They know when, when they are at their peak. Yeah, when, you know what? getting three hours before the game starts. Well, you can sleep in a little bit. I mean, yeah. When it's 70 and you're tailgating, too, not as big of a rush. Well, when you can just enjoy the weather, get a nice little tan on versus getting in there when it's 10 degrees. Yeah, and I don't know what uh, Ross is charging for drinks. Probably much cheaper, I saw. Probably, assume, probably right? much cheaper. Yeah. But he, to your point, though, he is a great match for Miami. We talked about yeah. – you. like, you're not going to find another Mike McDaniel, but we talked about the Lions yesterday and, like, what Dan Campbell has done. Like, it's just about being authentic. And, I, mm -hmm. and if you are a little cheesy, Mike McDaniel's a little cheesy. Be cheesy, be that, but be that when you're. You think it's cheesy? I, 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 I think it's a little, you know. The one thing that's awesome. Quirky. Oh, yeah, quirky. some of this press I, I didn't think anything I watched there. No, not from last night. That, that's quirky. the difference, though, is like the stuff we see on Twitter and stuff like that, where it's kind of, but like who he is in like the team meeting room that where you see it on Hard Knocks, where he's letting F bombs fly left and right. Like that guy's not cheesy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, going in front of the media and having some of those like quirky responses, but like. He's not going up there and letting F-bombs fly in those. But when he's around his guys, like, I don't think any of these guys, I mean, maybe at times, but for the most part, you know, I think all those guys are bought in and they're hanging on every word he says. Like, at least based on the clips we see on Hard Knocks, it certainly seems that way. What did Flores say? Flores said that, uh, or Colin Cowherd, who said it? What did they say last week, uh, Gump? Something about him being all over social media or something? Yeah, he said uh, Mike McCarthy would never be on Twitter because Mike McDaniel's all over it. Mike McDaniel actually doesn't have a Twitter either, pal. What? I hate to break it. Yeah. No. Yeah, and we were fake Gucci bags. Oh. Cowboys were the real Gucci bags. No, I do appreciate the calling cowards. Like every time I'm on here, mm -hmm. there's a video of this guy. Yep. Okay, I don't see Big Mike on here. No. Call no. <laughs> <laughs> Coward throws 102 on the thing oh, all, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Locked in. Every, anytime something will come up from. Let him go yard. What's that? Oh, you're going to hit hard. He, Let him go yard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why he's been doing it for so yeah. long. Absolute dog. But he did say some things. I think he echoed the sentiments of what a lot of people think. Like, oh, this guy wants attention. This guy this. It's like, Miami, baby. He won't come on our show. Like, I don't think he does. He does it. He does only the mandated stuff. And then he's all ball all the yep. time, which he's up at 4 a.m., that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's up at 4 or 3 a.m. to go to the work at 4 a.m. because of how much he loves ball. It's like, I think what you think, because the glasses and the shoes and the off-whites. Sure. And because he is a personality and everything like that. He's younger and mm -hmm. he looks sweet. Yeah. I think people's natural 
implications like, oh, this guy's got to be a certain way. It's like, this dude is unlike anything else that there is. And Miami's got it. Miami's got it. you got to love that. Now, pivoting away from the NFL, TNT's got it. Yes, yeah, they, they do. do. You know what I mean? Spitting yeah. Chicklets got it. Yeah, they right. do. Both of them yep. have a cast that is phenomenal mm-hmm. covering the NHL. Mm-hmm. This man is a driver behind both. He played professional hockey, I believe, for 16 years. That's right. Now, some stops at the Wheeling Nailers. Of course. Great team. Maybe Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Six years in the NHL, including with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Never seen a person more beloved by every human in his sport than this guy. He started his biz nasty on Twitter. It was one of the most iconic athlete Twitters that was at the beginning of the entire platform being built. He's parlayed that into an incredible podcast with Spitting Chicklets of the Barstool Sports Network and also on TNT's coverage sitting next to who? Oh, I don't know. Wayne Gretzky. How about it? Ladies and gentlemen. Paul Bizonette. What's up, dude? What's up, gang, gang? That's quite the intro, boys. Thank you so much. Well, I assume a lot it's of people... Good to see... Uh, Go ahead. Good to see Bubba Gump in the mix, too, eh? He's, he's back down in the United States. Hell yeah. Hey, Hell yeah. He's Canadian. Hey, hey, listen, you hockey players, uh, especially Canadian hockey players, understand that the immigration process isn't just the easiest. You know, getting Gumpy back into America from Canada with a very good job that he can be the only person that can do the job was damn near impossible, Biz. I did not know that was the case, pal. I had no idea. What, what do you do? Get st- caught smuggling some uh, uh, some maple syrup in or something? <laughs> what was the deal? How, why, why couldn't he get his visa? Uh, I think it was Labatt Blues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, too much. Oh, okay. Too many, too many Molson. Molson Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been a little bit That's too much. Awesome. Hey, Biz, let's dive in here. Um, on Saturday night, Christmas Eve Eve, I'm hanging out. I'm watching the hockey. I'm like, holy hell, hockey's all the way back. Love it. Connor Bedard. Okay, Connor Bedard takes the puck, puts it on his stick, as if he's like the at always hockey guy on Instagram, or if he's somebody on the internet that does trick shots, pulls out the Michigan in the middle of his rookie campaign, uh, lifts it up over the shoulder, that's goal time all the time in the first period, Connor Bedard, the next one, doing absurd things at an incredibly high level, and for those that don't watch hockey, this is not a normal thing, it it was founded, I believe, when a Michigan player in the NCAA tournament back in 19... 96. 96 did that. Boom. They call, it, they call it the lacrosse goal as well because you stick it on her as if the ball's in a net. Not easy to do. It's phenomenal. Then that Ooh. takes over the internet, obviously. It's like, well, that's not going to happen again. No way. No way it's going to happen again. It's abnormal that this happened to begin with. And then you go to the Mighty Ducks. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> and the guy that's on the cover of what? Uh, NHL 23. Zegras. Yeah. Does it in the same exact night? Is this just like a normal thing now? Because hockey is obviously an electrifying sport. But if we're getting up over the shoulder, look at that. He just he flipped a stick, scooped that thing, threw it over the goalie's shoulder. It's like he he also told the reporter for the Ducks earlier in the day he was going to do it, or she asked him to do it for him. So romance and sweetness is obviously (laughs) fantastic part of this. He's like Babe Ruth. He called a shot, but look at he picks it up. Huh? Bang. Mm. Okay, Biz, I, I do all that to say this. Is hockey at its highest level it's ever been right now? And is the NHL having shit like this every night? I didn't know this was taking place as I haven't been able to follow along as closely. Uh, this The skill set in the NHL right now is, yes, it's the best it's ever been. And, I mean, yeah, this is becoming more and more common. Zegras has actually done it before. And it was in a pregame interview when he was on, on the ice that she asked him to do it. He's like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll throw it in the mix. And ended up executing it. 
So as far as the skill set in the NHL, I think that the game after uh, the last lockout, they made it so there wasn't obstruction, obstruction hooking. There wasn't all the BS. There wasn't as much fighting where the skill set could flourish. So the game, is, especially from a live perspective, it's so much more fun to consume and more and more of these players who are doing these fascinating things that we haven't seen or maybe we have in the past. But like you said, they're becoming more regular. Connor Bedard, he, he's a freak. And with all the expectations that he had coming into the league, he's surpassed them. And even to start the, se uh, the season, they had him on prime time between ESPN, TNT. Then they had him go to Toronto, Montreal, play Cor Colorado, and then Vegas as far as the two last Stanley Cup champions. So they te battle tested him early, and he passed every single test. And even after that, he's continued to escalate, escalate. And it's not like he's surrounded by the most talented players either. That's not taking anything away from the Chicago Blackhawks, but this is a clear rebuild. So it's not even like he's surrounded by all these other guys to make him good. He is just that good, and he's going to be the face of the league. And I probably would compare him to Crosby, the way that he handles himself mm. and how how hockey-obsessed he is and how media-trained he is and how he's able to take the torch. And like I said, he's the next face of the league once uh, your boy Sid retires. The NHL has been so kind to us. They had Connor Bedard on our show the day before they took on the Penguins in that league opener. And he talked about how Sidney was obviously big hero, mentor, idol. It feels like hockey knows who the next guys are, more so than other sports. It's like in other sports, there's a lot of projections. This one, this one, this one, this guy, this guy's going to be the guy. Hockey seems to get it right more often than not. Why is that? Um, I, I, maybe it's because of the world juniors and the fact that they're internationally tested too and put on the big stage. So hey, these guys are like pro up. players since like teenage years. They move away from their families and shit, right? Like, I don't think people understand that completely. Right. So in Canada, they have the CHL, which is the Canadian Hockey League. So he played in the Western Hockey League, which I would probably say is the toughest of all of them because they... They have more physicality, so when as you're you're moving up in the ranks, you're kind of used to getting more of that punishment. I played in the OHL, and then they had the Quebec Major Junior League. I moved away from home because I was drafted in the second round. So the first two picks usually How old uh, from each of these. I was 16 years old, buddy. I left home at 16. I went to live with a billet family. And I never forget, I came home at 17. My mom was like, I don't even recognize this person, right? Because you're thrown in the hockey locker room with like, you know, 19, 20 year olds, and all of a sudden you're slinging back pops and you're introduced <laughs> to females. You know, you're, not, you're never met females before, of course, right? So I mean, I think Connor Bedard is a little bit more laser focused than I was, and I, I got a little bit more distracted. But, and then on top of that, like I was 16 going to the OHL, he was 16 going to the WHL, and then having to play for Team Canada and then leading Team Canada to a gold medal at international play, playing against the world's best eight, you know, you know, 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds. So he was playing at that level when he was so young. So as far as knowing who those next guys are going to be, I mean, Matthews did it, McDavid did it. So these guys were ranked like double-A prospects coming in where they knew that these guys were going to come in and they weren't going to skip a beat. And and as I as I said earlier, Connor Bedard has surpassed any expectation, in my opinion, that he had coming in, and probably has the most lethal shot since Ovechkin coming in as a as a you know as, as a as a player. On that note, AQ has a question for you, Biz. Yeah, Biz. Last year there was a big campaign talking about Ovechkin kind of breaking this record. Slow start this year, obviously not as great a team as they've had. Is there still a realistic expectation that he breaks that record? 
I think that he'll probably play till it's broken. Uh, th- th- he got off to a slow start this year and kind of has still been in that. He, he did score a sixth of the year in overtime the other night. I don't know if you guys saw that pretty funny picture uh, of Merzlikens, the goalie, and the whole team looking back at him, basically taunting him for for giving Tom Wilson the oh. blocker sandwich, which led to that power play. Pretty pretty cool photo, but um, I whopper think that sandwich? Will... Gave him a Whopper sandwich, which led to that power play? Well, <laughs> yeah, he was a little pissed off at Tom Wilson, who seems to get under a lot of players' skin in the league. Hey, Tom but, dropped uh, him as soon as he – Tom, as soon as he got up, one swing, dropped the goalie, by the way. That's Tom Wilson still got it. Tom Wilson still Tom Wilson. He's a savage and probably the best power forward in, in the entire National Hockey League. It sucks because if Washington doesn't make playoffs, I feel like that's a guy who could really impact the lineup. I would love for the Leafs to be able to pick him up, but he, he just locked into a to a like a seven or eight year deal in Washington. But going back to Ovi, I just think because the game is so fast, this is probably the first year that he has looked a little bit slower. And the power play and where he normally hangs out. You know how Gretzky was known for being behind the net and making plays behind the net? Of course. Ovi's known for that big, his office. That's what they used to call it, right? Ovi's office is that one-timer on that offside top of the circle area. Like when he retires or is going to, <laughs> he's tickling the rafters every time. <laughs> he's just, just skating for it. down. Like, and then it's oh, <laughs> clap bomb city every yep. single time. And usually players don't really want to get in the way and, and sacrifice their bodies blocking that. But it's maybe became a little bit more predictable to where teams have now lined up and and and, and taken that away. But like I said, I think that if he plays two more full seasons, I think he'll be around breaking it. And if he hasn't broken it after the next two years, I could see him coming back for one more year just to, to – you can't come this far and then not go on to break it. Right? Talking about Bill Belichick like that with the head coaching mm-hmm. wins record and how that's all going to pan out. So I assume the legends that are that close, you have to go. Like Vinatieri was going to get the points record. Yes. You know, like he was going to, yep, I've already committed 19 years of my life to this. I guess I could do another one. That, it seems the same for Ovi, I would, I would assume. And, and and if not, maybe go back overseas and, and get a little bit of the Russian gas and get a little more pep in your step <laughs> and come back and. Right. And get back to the old Ovi. I don't know. What's the Russian gas there, Biz? What are you talking about there? A little science? Are we talking a little science over there in Russia? We've had players on our podcast who have played in the KHL, even going back to the Super League when it wasn't even called the KHL. KHL, Russian League, for those that don't know. Yeah, like to the point where like sometimes when they're going through a goal drought over there, they'll bring a lamb on the ice and they'll slaughter it in the crease and they'll drain <laughs> yes. the blood and then they'll what? cook the lamb up. We've had uh, you know, Kevin Dahlman, who's from Niagara Falls near my hometown, so I knew him. He came on. He had a great breakdown of, of, of taking the Russian gas. So did Timmy Stapleton, who was a guy who played a little bit in the National Hockey League. He actually went overseas to play for Mike Keenan, who was like an insane coach in the NHL. And he's actually coaching over in Italy now, believe it or not, which is a very calm league. So I don't know how the Italians are, are, are taking to his style of coaching, but it's this thing that that uh, even with my podcast mate played in the KHL and he took it and he it makes you feel incredible. Like you can skate for for days and days and days. You're light on your feet. So even if you're playing in a back to back, you huff this this gas and then you go kind of squirrely for about 30 <laughs> seconds to a minute. Yeah. 
And then finally you come to, and then you go take your pregame nap and you come back and it's the best you've ever felt on the ice. And this is something that these guys are taking over there. The trainers will be handing you pills that you don't even know what they are. And you're just gobbling them down. <laughs> Russia's a different place, boys. It, 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 uh, yeah. it's no holds barred. We need to get no this rules. gas. Yeah. What is this gas? What is it like? Tor- it, sounds it sounds like, like Toradol, but better. It sounds smoke like. It. it sounds like yeah, you're smoking. It's like the meth version yeah. of Toradol. Dude, crack. With a little Russian spice. And, and uh, like I said, it, it makes you feel incredible. I'd love to get a tank right before I do podcast. So I'm just humming like you out of the gate. Just <laughs> kind of like, maybe a little mix of Adderall in there. I don't know what they got going, but uh, it's it's definitely something I want to try. I don't think we can step foot in Russia because of the stuff we've said about it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we're on the no that's fly. There's some other kinda stuff like going Bubba on, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you just like Bubba Gum. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, Gumpy gets banned from uh, the United States. I think all of us, though, probably banned from Russia at this point. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it's all going. You would know better in international relations. <laughs> than even I. even uh, Timmy Stapleton told the story about who's, showing who's up. Who's Timmy Stapleton? They- Can you tell me? Who, tell the world who Timmy Stapleton is? Because I thought you were going to say Tim Horton, and I was like, <laughs> a King Timmy oh, Horton was on the Russian gas. I was excited, <laughs> I was excited to hear Jones. that. So, he was a pro hockey player, and, and we've had him on our podcast. I think Witt played with him at some point. He was the first one to come on and who played in Russia. He also told a story of going over to Russia where when they would be on the road, he would come back, and he thought there was ghosts in his apartment because his furniture was always moved around. So he pulled his groin. He went on the road trip, and Mike Keenan was like, like you know, you better be playing here. You know, you're an import, and he was the crazy coach. But at a certain point, he's like, Keen, my, my groin's like hanging on by a thread here. I, I can't keep up with these other guys out here. So they sent him back. And when he got, got back early, he went to open up his apartment door and it was deadbolted. And sure enough, when he was on the road, the, the, the guy who owned the apartment was subletting it. So somebody was sleeping there when he was on the road <laughs> for road trips. So this guy, Timmy Stapleton, who came on our podcast, was the first one to really go and deep dive deep into the antics of what were the KHL, about the insane training camps of how you're going on the ice two, three times a day. You're running 10 miles. They're basically forcing you to take these drugs. Oh, you're in a goal slump? Let's slaughter a lamb in the crease. So the stories were just, I was in tears because I've never heard any of this stuff going on. And that, that was Timmy Stapleton's a legend, and he kind of broke. <laughs> there he is. Hey, thank you, he's Timmy. Like Love a, you, Timmy. I just learned so he's, much. He's, he's built like a bag of milk, too. So <laughs> just the fact that he was a pro athlete is, is, is astonishing in itself. So shout out to Timmy Stapleton. Let's give him a round of applause. Hey, man, Timmy. Yeah. Love you, Tim. Man. I, I would like to continue talking oh about God. the KHL. It sounds like yeah, they got yeah. a lot going on. Oh, the NHL, oh they, yeah. AK 47s of the security guards who showed up to the hotel or to the airport to pick him up. And the one owner of one of the teams was so crazy that he would, if the refs were calling too many penalties and mind you, they had like four goons on their team who were just going out there, beating guys up and suckering them. And he would come down and threaten the refs lives if they called another penalty. So they'd be going around the rest of the game, not one penalty called. If the team was paying poorly, he'd come in the room with a with a with an AK forty seven and he'd be yelling in Russian to all the Russian players. So all the North Americans were like, What the fuck is oh, this oh. Like, Close. So what is going on? He's quoting it. It's it's not him saying it's it. It's the owner. Somebody else says True. Yeah, it's a Russian. It's a Russian. Is there a fine jar? Is there a fine jar? Absolutely. Uh, five hunch. Five hunch. 
Oh, Jesus. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> All right, we'll donate it. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Aaron owes a couple yep. thousand. Yeah, 20. Mm-hmm. JJ owes a oh, couple, couple thousand. This year in. We're collecting. Yep, there we go. Five hunch. Shout out. Good to you. Hey, Biz, way to go. What a hero you are, Biz. Thanks, Biz, for doing that. All right, anyways. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go watch KHL hockey game. Sounds like At yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But until... And I need to get some of that laughing yeah, gas. Right. Go to one yeah. where Putin scores like 10 goals. Those are the best. Yeah, what, what is that? That's the all-star game when Putin's just the... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't go... He's got like a 10-foot bubble around him, bubble boy, and he just... The goalies will, you know, sell out and make it look <laughs> like it was a great goal, just like trickling in five hole. It's, uh, they got, they got to like sweep it like a... Like curling, just so across the goal. Line. Hey, that's yeah. our sport now, right? We beat you guys. Is that is that the case? Oh yeah, USA. That's our sport now, right? Curling. Goal, yeah. Curling's our sport now. You guys beat us. We beat you. I had no clue. I I haven't been following the curling ranks. Yeah, we won the goal. It's our sport now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's our sport yeah. now. I think it's our sport. Oh. Tokyo. All right. Well, at least we got our maple syrup and hockey. For now. No, but we got hockey Americans too. Are- are nipping at the Canadians' heels with all the prospects and the talent that they have coming out with, like the Hughes brothers. Um, I mean, Matthews, of course, uh, the Kachuk boys who have really done oh, an amazing yeah. job. Like, you know, Walt, Walt Kachuk was a legend himself. He should be in the Hall of Fame, but he had two boys who now play Brady Kachuk, who's the captain in, uh, in Ottawa, and Matthew, who went off to the Stanley Cup finals last year and really dragged oh. his team into the fight. And he's so fun to watch because every game they're just mucking it up and they really embody that old style of hockey. So if you're a casual hockey fan, I would I would tend to want to watch Florida games because regardless of what's happening, oh, yeah. you're going to see scrums, you're going to see fights, you're going to see goals. So it's a little bit of, of that throwback style of hockey, which is not as common anymore because of the skill set what these players have. And the fact there's just not a lot of fighters. Yeah, Darius a big Florida Panthers fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he? There you go. My captain. Awesome. How long have you been following? Three, four years. Whole damn life. No. (laughs) Is that right? Well, yeah, since they've been down there. My sister was a dancer there. Oh, okay. Hey, I didn't know the Butlers had. got blood ties there, man. I did not know They made us proud last year. Yeah, you're damn right they did. What a run. Offense is always phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got Bob in the net. He's a dog. The story about Kachuk was, what, he had broken everything. They had to put the skates on him, and they just propped him up and were like, hey, go play mm-hmm. and then afterwards it was like yeah he had a broken sternum fibula uh Rib. fibula he had ribs and a neck problem but he played yeah he, he played out Crazy. there hockey's awesome full, full body cast before games with the hannibal lecter mask and they just wheel him out <laughs> to the ice and he'd get out there and play that's how that's how hardcore he is how hardcore he is and I don't know what they were freezing him up with for him to try even to go play. In Maybe Russians. Yeah, yeah, some guys. They should. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Connor has a question a, for you. That's a banned stuff. That's a banned substance in the National League, by the way. So you can't be doing the gas in the in the NHL. So they know what it is, then, right? So if the, if it's banned, that means they know what it is. Oh, Gary knows what it is. He, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> on the no fly list. That's on the no fly. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that was it all the, to himself. That was the thing in the NFL. When that deer antler spray got in and everything, it was like players and scientists or whatever, they were just trying to beat the scientists that the NFL were working. So it was just like a constant shell game, like just trying to outsmart them. And then, well, that's banned now. Oh, that's banned now. That's banned now. I assume the Russian guests, I guess they know what Gary Bettman knows what it is. But that we need to find out what that is. He's probably got a few tanks in his office. He's hiding it all for himself. Did you see how cool he looked when he came on our show? He had a, he had it unbuttoned. He had it on the side of his office. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. He was super cool. Good commish. We like him. I would say for the the you know the thirty years he's been on board, he's done an excellent job. I think the only thing that's probably like 
held back his legacy is the fact that maybe there hasn't been a best on best in, in recent memory. Like Crosby and McDavid have not been able to play for Team Canada together, but COVID also happened. But all things considered with the franchise values where they are, with now that the, the, that hockey's on ESPN and TNT and, and, and getting all the coverage that it's getting, I would say that Gary Bettman has done a tremendous job as as, as um, commissioner of the National Hockey League. Hey, yeah. Way to go, Gary. Way to go, Gary. Way to go, Gary. Yeah. Connor has a question for you, Biz. Yeah, Biz, I also just looked it up. Uh, the thing that's in the gas that is illegal for the NHL is that if you do it, uh, you become a communist and then you start hating Ukraine. But that is strictly... <laughs> Timmy Stapleton's yeah, communist? Is, oh, no. Oh, no. That's only... That's only Wit, I heard Wit took some of this. Yeah, I love Wit. It's only a 48-hour effect. You <laughs> start off. yelling at everybody oh, okay. in oh, Russia. Oh, it's just like... It's like Tordo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once it wears off, you, you don't you know want to kill the entire <laughs> world or Ukraine. But, uh, Biz, we were talking about this and you kind of brought it up with the young stars that the NHL has. Do you feel like it's going to take one of these players to kind of do what like uh, Deion Sanders did in the NFL and like kind of promote himself to make a superstar? And obviously he has all the talent. It's not as if he did that, but the persona of, you know, prime. Do you feel like a player in the NHL like a Zegras and clearly not Bedard because like you mentioned, he's more like Crosby, kind of quiet. But do you think it's going to take something like that to kind of not promote only the NHL, but also build the stars of the NHL just because of the fact that, you know, like if a Bedard or a Zegras were to walk around in, you know, Arizona or Columbus or, I mean, shit, even Boston sometimes, do you think that those guys, that it's going to take someone like that, whether it's from, you know, an American or a Canadian, hopefully not a Russian, but do you think one of those, you know, people could kind of send the players themselves into the, you know, stratosphere of those NBA, NFL guys that are, you know, massive all over? Great, great question. I just feel like, I feel like hockey players like to stay in line. And I would say that maybe the knock is they are a little bit vanilla, but it's, I think it's just more that that's their personality. So they are staying true and genuine to themselves. I mean, as a, as a guy who's in the media world, like I would embrace any type of guy who's willing to come outside their shell and, and sell the game to that perspective. And I think that guys, guys are slowly doing it. It's a, a progression, but to the NBA and NFL standards, we are like hockey is behind. But once again, I think that it's just more guys staying true to themselves. But I, I just mentioned Matthew Kachuk. I think that he's been a, a very candid in interviews and, and, and there are guys who have taken the reins in that regard. Like even cer certain teams are allowing players to traditionally players wore suits to games, right? They would wear like the gray, blue and black suits. And it was very vanilla where like even Toronto, they, they've been very relaxed with the dress code. So oh, players have been able to fashion. show. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion. So players have been able to show their personality off a little bit more with what they're wearing for clothes. Maybe not so much coming out of their shell as to what they normally think. But I also think that guys are, are very sensitive. So they're worried about what the, the fans and, and the general public will say when they do fall out of line, where you have to have a real big, you know, your give up front meter has to be very low in order to do that type of stuff. And you have to have very thick skin where I do don't that. think there has, mm -hmm. what's that? Good discipline on you there. Good, good. You know what I mean? Yeah, the 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 front bomb. I have yeah. to yeah. On TNT, I dropped the front bombs quite a bit. But <laughs> you guys have them on it with ESPN. But PK Subban yeah. was really a guy who came out of his shell, and especially on the fashion side and, and how uh, eccentric he was. 
And he dealt with a lot of criticism throughout his whole career, even from the, the top analysts. Like Don Cherry was pretty critical of him. Uh, 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 Mike, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah which, which is insane because he was he made his whole brand on, on being yeah. that exact same guy. Th- thank you for pointing out a bit of the hypocrisy, but Don Cherry's a legend, and, and, of course. and I won't speak negatively on him, but Mike Milbury was critical of him, but but PK, he had thick skin, and he didn't care, and he wanted to stay true to himself, so I think that he did an excellent job of growing the game you know, beyond what its traditional fan base was, so I would be very, uh, very pumped that there were more PK Sue bands, uh, and less maybe of the vanilla guys, but that was a great question. So yeah, I agree with you, too. and I think it would help me grow too. the game a lot more. Yeah, we enjoy, we enjoy our, you know, the vanilla <laughs> guys. Too many vanilla no, no, guys. Just more uh-huh. PK Superman's. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with the vanilla. It, it, it is. It is becoming. There, there are more, more colored players coming in the national. Oh, box, hey, sure. look at that. Yeah, yeah. 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 like more black players. Yeah. It's, um, like Quentin Quentin Byfield out in LA is a young stud dumb. who who is playing on that top top line with Anze Kopitar and uh, 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 Kempe nice. Adrian Kempe. So he's a guy to look out for if you want to jump on that bandwagon. Well, I certainly do. Um, hey, real quick, Biz, just want to let you know you're awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. crushing it. We appreciate the you, hell boys. out of you. Uh, keep going. We're gonna watch the season alongside of you and the Spitting Chicklets boys and on TNT. Hey, and congratulations to all you guys and what you've built, and obviously the transition over to ESPN, dude. You you guys have grown a juggernaut. You have an amazing team, and it's 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 wild, man. You guys you guys go ham. Well, we all love you, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Bizanet. And joining us now live from Connecticut, Ohio, is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, a father of 10, a COVID survivor, the president of Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. A.J., great to see you, pal. Great to be here. We need to get some of that Russian gas that Biz was talking about, no question. Yeah, it sounds like they're smoking Toradol, plus adding a little Adderall in there Mm -hmm. with maybe some uh, of that uh, pill that... Uh, what's his face was taking it? Deer up. antler? No. Niagara? Nugenics? No. Limitless? Limitless pill. Uh, yeah. Okay. Feels like there's a little limitless pill in there as well. As soon as he was describing it, he's like, oh, it gives me a nap too. I take a nap. And then, I love nap. And then I wake up and I'm just better than ever before. We love it. You're right, AJ. We'll keep our eyes peeled <laughs> for the Russian gas that makes us superhumans. Speaking of superhumans, uh, allegedly a human decided that he was super and elected himself team captain for the Green Bay Packers this past weekend. So Jair Alexander, that came out, was not one of the announced captains for the Green Bay Packers this past weekend. But whenever the coin toss took place, there was four players out there, even though three had been announced. Jair Alexander was added. He added himself, is what we found out. (laughs) Now today, and he called it and spoke. Uh So now today, (laughs) it has come out. He's been suspended for Sunday Night Football's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Well, a game in which they have to win. And if they win out, the ESPN analytics are giving them a what percent chance? 96, of ma- I believe. The 90, yeah. A 96% chance of making the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers still in contention, very much so, in this first year with Jordan Love. And Jair Alexander has been suspended for a massive game against the Minnesota Vikings because, Brian Gutekunst said, what happened before the game. Now, for those that didn't, the decision to suspend a player is never easy and not 
not one we take lightly. Unfortunately, Jair's actions prior to the game in Carolina led us to take this step, said Gutekunst. As an organization, we have an expectation that everyone puts the team first. While we are disappointed, we had a good conversation with Jair this morning and fully expect him to learn from this as we move forward together. We look forward to welcoming him back next week as a valued member of this team and will continue to be in the future. Okay? So that's a big deal. That's a big suspension, obviously. We got a chance to hear what Jair Alexander said immediately after the game about not actually being captain and just kind of electing himself captain of the team and deciding to speak. Here's from Matt Schneidman's Twitter account about Jair on the incident immediately after the game. Supposed to be a captain because the team announces the three game captains and you were the fourth and you called a toss. What happened there? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so. So you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like a, you know, the guys backed me up. You know? This is real. They knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What'd I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half. Yeah, no, I told them that uh, I said uh, I want I want our defense to be out there, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out. They like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Did he, did he say that to you? Yeah, he did. The mic, the mic was on. Oh, what? Yeah, he heard you. Oh, really? No, he was just like, defer. I was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. Everybody was laughing. I'm like, what are y'all laughing at? Like, it's pretty obvious what I'm asking for. So did anyone say anything to you when you got back to the no. sideline? Why would they? That's not a movie. No. <laughs> AJ, was real life. Sunglasses on, you know? Sweet. Let me get out of here. There is some verbiage at a coin toss. You know, any of us that have mm-hmm. gone out there, it's like, can't say this, have to say this. Because if you say this, like he said, there is an opportunity for you not to have the ball either half. Because yep. if you defer your option into the second half, then you're getting the ball in the second mm-hmm. half pretty much. It's a technicality, but it is something that yeah. actually takes place out there. Figure out who's talking. Hey, Pat, you got it? You talking? I'm, I'm talking, so you figure that out. Boom. Coach says... Hey, this is what we're thinking. I, in Vinatieri, normally Vinatieri, but I happen to be sitting there, so I guess they just asked us in general. But, like, there's a lot of people taking into consideration, hey, which way do we want to go? If we don't have this, this is what we want to do. Hey, we're taking the ball if we get a chance. We're setting mm-hmm. the tone. There's a full conversation oh, that yeah. takes place amongst those captains and wow. the coach and everybody. <laughs> I, I, I don't the ref coach. saved him, though. The ref saved him. Yes. He could have screwed him. Like, if you don't say the first, like, you could be kicking both times. So I, could, I give the ref credit, I guess, for saving him. Yeah, shout out to the ref being a human, which which is what we were looking for, mm-hmm. Bill Vinovich, with the safety thing. Like, yep. be a human here. We all agree. So I appreciate that. Everybody knew what I was saying, you know, with the sunglasses on. Yeah. And now Goons Goons watched that video and was just like, are you this guy? Mm-hmm. He just elected himself. We didn't know he's from Charlotte. So mm-hmm. he said, yeah, we're playing here. I need to be the captain. I'm going out there. The guy's backed me. The guy's backed, <laughs> the guy, he said, the guy's backed me. The guy's backed me. You know, they thought it was. This is an entertaining Human being, Jair Alexander, has been throughout the entirety. What a move by him. And now, Sunday Night Football, you're out without one of your best players and a guy who can elect himself captain. And the boys are like, yeah, you can do that. What a He's a a big part of that locker room, I feel like, Mm -hmm. his personality. Ah, we'll see him next week, although we need to win both games. Ty Schmidt, you're an owner of that team. You got guys just electing themselves to be a, be a captain out of nowhere right before the game and then almost messing up. What the hell's going on in Green Bay, pal? I mean, just a nightmare. You know, it seems like 
wacky shit happens every week that kind of just leaves you wondering what the hell's going on. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, the the basically if the Packers win out and the Steelers beat the Seahawks, the Packers will be the sixth seed in the NFC playoff Damn. picture. Uh, and now you got to go uh, play the Vikings. Nick uh, Mullins trying for back-to-back 300-yard games. Yeah, four. Justin Jefferson is uh, four straight, four is, is back. Four, four, sorry. And now we're going to have to start, you know, two seventh-round rookies at, at cornerback as, a, as opposed to, you know, your all-pro guy who you paid a, a bunch of money to. So, yeah, this is just— Elected himself. Oh, man. Jordan, I've never nightmare. heard this before. This is out of a movie. Joining <laughs> yeah. us now is another man who's out of a movie. Because he's such a good human. Yep. Mm-hmm. Such a good football player. Wide Hancock. This guy, he's special. Yeah, he is. This guy's remarkable. He's joined us every single week, and it has been some of the greatest conversation we've had all year. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner of the Burnley Football Club, J.J. Mm. Watt. Yeah. Another backdrop. How are we doing? Another backdrop. Where are we now? Wisconsin ball, I see right there. Are we back at home right now? Are we in the home, are we in the home bedroom here? What's going on? No, no, we are at the uh, gym. I'm at next level. It's a long story, but I was supposed to be at my parents' house doing this. Uh, I'm staying at my brother's house, was going to go to my parents' house after the workout, scheduled an Uber to take me there, but I scheduled the Uber to the wrong location. So I'm doing it from the gym. So we are at the gym. This is Brad, my trainer's office. Is this the place where you were squatting, having mail delivered to the neighbor's house for the free agency? Is this where you are right now? Uh, yes, this is this is my home gym. I've been working out with Brad since I was 15 years old. Mm. Hell yeah, Brad! What a yeah. monster he created. Did did yeah. Brad ever tell you about like, hey, before a game, you don't just elect yourself captain, walk out there, and then actually be the one speaking? You know, because the away team got to call it. Yep. Got to. There's a lot, and then just because amongst the fill four, me in, fill me in, because I, I I miss this. I need to I need to hear exactly what happened here because I was let me hear it. So Jair Alexander suspended for Sunday okay. Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Goons came out and said like this is not a normal thing we've ever had to do. But what happened before the game was obnoxious. Can't have it. Pretty much what he said. Yeah. We heard Jair Alexander just now speak about it after the game, not knowing that it was mic'd up and everybody heard exactly what happened out there. But he said, Coach forgot I'm from Charlotte. The boys backed me up. I went out there. Because even amongst the four that normally go out, there's a discussion on who's talking. Yep. There's his point. So he elected himself captain and then also decided, I'm going to talk. I'm going to be the one talking to. And then he almost messed it up, you know, because you got to do the defer thing as opposed to the defense thing. And he did it all. And then afterwards, he had sunglasses on <laughs> describing it, saying, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Totally. We, the are video. We so that's where we are right now. Have you ever <laughs> – it's not a movie. This is real life right now for the Green Bay Packers, who are still very much in playoff conversation. Very much. Very much. Like, this, have you ever heard about this? Did Brad ever tell you? No, about it? no me neither, dude. This is a movie. This is great. I, I have so much. It's so outlandish that I have respect for it. I mean, that is a big baller move. That's an alpha. He's like, hey, I got this. The whole thing. Yeah, I'm not even supposed to be out there. I'm going to go out there. Hey, call it. No problem. That's me. And once we decide, yeah, guys, guess who? Me again. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, isn't it? Did he, no helmet. Awesome. Definitely no helmet. Oh, might have had oh, shades helmet. on. How do we know? No helmet. Well, you you do feel a little different when you're playing in your home. You know, you got that home air, home state, whatever. So sure. maybe you just feel himself like, you know what? Yeah. I'm Jire. You know, every week he picks people from the city in which we play to be captains. Here we are in my city. Hmm. <laughs> he must have forgot. That's what yeah. he said. He actually said, I think coaches forgot him from Charlotte. The boys backed me up, he said. The boys were like, yeah, Jai, you are. Like, did he go around asking people? Like, was he like, hey, should I do it? Should I, should I go out there? I, I think know. he's talking I think about just, the boys that yeah, were next. I think right. he showed up and was like, right? 
Right? Only fitting. <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> and he walks out there. I mean, I mean, haven't gone out for a lot of coin tosses. This, this, I w- I'm just trying to picture somebody walking up next to me, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm like, wait, what we- you're not normally here. Like, what? <laughs> so hold on. Who and then I start taking a couple steps, and then he starts taking a couple. I'm like, oh. wait a second. Wait. So. Oh, so you're going to come. And then we are, all right, whatever, fine. Come He's calling it. And He's calling it. And then they, they go, heads or tails. And I start to say tails. And the guy goes, oh, hey. Heads. <laughs> what the hell? Please. Then he wins it. Yeah. Yes. So he's like, aha. Uh-huh. What I say? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was the defense out there, he said. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jair, thank you, man. Love you, Jair. Thank you. The suspension seems kind of, doesn't the suspension seem like a lot, though? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Full game check, too? It's too kidding much. me? It's too much. There's too much on the line. Uh, there's more everybody. going yeah. on there. There's more going on. That, is, he that, far, no is he far side of ref, too? Is he? Because normally, you know, the, the one speaking is closest to the ref. Is the ref, ref's got to be on the left side here, right? Ref's got to be here? Has to be, but I agree with you. It does kind of look far yeah. side because the, the, the kid is generally by the referee. Bro, he's speaking across everybody. Oh, There's no way. There's no way. He's going to lean in. He said everybody Everybody was laughing, so everyone definitely heard him. Everybody so, yeah, Green Bay is it's a young team. So to JJ's point, if it's JJ, it's probably a different conversation. Or AJ up there or somebody. But you got young guys up there. Who is he what standing are you next say to there? To? Quay, Quay Walker and then. He's young. Who's he's what, his second year? Second year, yeah. Yep. Good call, D-Butt. That's a good. Well, Wilson? They, they get, they get named. Good call. Like, there's captains every game, so they don't really know. They could think, like, yeah, yeah, Jair's from surprise. here. I'm sure coach told him to come out, right? Surprise cap. Congrats, dude. Yeah, it's cool. But Quite an honor. How oh, you're talking? Okay. All right. Yeah. From here. From here. Everybody, the boys agree. The boys. A lot agree. of teams do, a, do new captains every game. Yeah. That's that's some places. Yeah. I guess. Now that I'm thinking, playing, playing I, I like have a been on a team, team. That, did that. Yeah. Former. Yeah. yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because, you know, there will be the, uh, there normally is the three. Mm hmm. And then, like, that fourth one rotating. You've seen, yeah. like, six, seven people walk out before. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, you just put out the whole side of a ball? Okay. <laughs> I always think it's ridiculous at the beginning of the year when teams announce their captains. I've been on a team where you have, there's like, nine captains or ten. And obviously, you only send three or four out for the coin toss. But, like, you got 11 Cs out there. And I'm like, all right, at some point, we are diminishing every single thing that matters with this denomination. If we have... 11 quarterbacks, we have no quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that is kind of yep. the issue we got here. Let's talk about absolute stallion of a brother that you have. Mm-hmm. Captain Jair Alexander, once again, thank you. Yeah, keep yeah. going, Jair. Thank you, Jair. We hope you have a... Do third- it again. <laughs> as soon as you get back from suspension, do it again. What if Just they give him... Boss. What if on the way back, they're like, you know what? Jair has earned this. We didn't know how bad he wanted it. Yeah. But he is our alternate He's captain. One for one. Guy can call it a coin toss. Mm-hmm. Do we want it or do we not? Well, he wants his defense out there. Well, let's just muzzle him after that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> what if the next captains text him before the game? What would you call? <laughs> and what if you got your screenshots at? And then post it while he's yep. at home. You guys probably they aren't allowed me. to have cell phones on the field for the coin toss, right? You just FaceTime Jair on. Yeah, and, it should bring him in there. I hope he plays for 30 years so we can continue to see stuff like this. That is phenomenal. Happy he's not on my team, but excited that <laughs> yeah. it's taking place. Uh, let's talk about your brother. Hey, more stats yeah. are coming out about TJ Watt. And obviously, the defensive player of the year conversation is ramping up. And there's a lot of great football players this year on the defense side of the ball. Sure. Your brother's leading everybody in everything. Did you know this? Did you know that your brother has, like, not only the most sacks, the most tackles, what? the most this, the most what? that, tackles for loss, yeah. this whole thing? I mean, you are... 
He's leading the NFL in everything, but he is not a very big topic of conversation defense player of the year-wise, except for when you're talking about it on this particular program. Why is that? Is that because the Steelers' story this year has been how bad their offense has been, even though they woke up? Or do you think it's because he came out and said, the NFL is something against me, and they've been throttling the convo about your brother? What do you think it is, JJ? I don't know. I truly don't know, and it, it does baffle me because, uh, I mean – he literally is winning every single category you can possibly win. He's on one of the most storied franchises in NFL history with one of the largest fan bases. Um, every other person in the conversation has less. Th- it's just a fact. I mean, I, I, I'm so baffled and confused by it all, but that's okay. Um, I, I just keep yeah, plugging, keep doing what, what is it? They, they say, the Hayes haters say, yeah, he sucks, but that's. Oh, he, he just gets sex. He doesn't attribute. Is, yeah. is that what the haters oh, say? It's, but does it have anything? Like, I feel like recently with Defensive Player of the Year, it's like, oh, well, yeah, they've had a great year, but this guy hasn't got one yet. Like, yeah, no, we get bored with greatness. It's annoying. Yeah. Like, we get bored with greatness in this world. We see somebody be great so much, we're like, okay, yeah, obviously he's going to be great, but this guy, look, this guy just started to be really great. Or look, this guy, did, like, I oh, almost did it. Almost did it. Five hundred. Five hundred. Very proud. Very Five hundred. You owe. But I'm so sick of it because the guy's dominating. He's about to lead the NFL in sacks in the third, uh, three of the last four years. He's every single category. You want to go TFLs? Guess what? Leading. You want to go regular tackles? Guess what? Leading. You want to go sacks? Leading. You want to go from his position interceptions? Like, just miss me with all the bullshit, man. JJ, I like that. You're going back for your brother. Oh, yeah. A lot Hell of yeah. people do. I like, yeah. hey, it was good fire out of you in that gym with Brad's gym. You know what I mean? It was good fire. It was like it was like you're 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, that kid that had Built no- by Brad. He was, he's trained here, too, since he was 15. I mean, this, this gym has built, uh, it's built some good athletes now. Yeah, haven't updated the cabinetry. Nope. You know, no. You know, no. Old school. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take you out there. I'll take you out there at the end of the show, show you around the gym. It's oh, a, get a cool Yes. Awesome. It's oh, the hell my. Of the gym. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, how much, how difficult is it now, though? Your brother, the numbers that he is putting up, obviously it's crazy, but the fact that he's able to do it in this era, too, where you can't really hit a quarterback, you can't land on him, you can't, like a lot of your great plays, like not a lot, but some of them will get taken away with these weird penalties and stuff because we're protecting guys. So I think it's even more impressive when you can rack these kind of numbers up, but. For you as a pass rusher, what was that like knowing? Could you actually think of that? Oh, I can't land on this guy. I got to brace myself. I got to do all of this. How do you adjust in game like that? Yeah, it's actually a conversation I've had with him because I, I think that there's times where quarterback hits get left on the table because it's a very delicate game on how and when you can hit a quarterback. But it's an art, it's a skill. You literally can, within the rules, do it properly. You have to understand that you have that one and a half steps after the ball is gone. And if you hit him, there's two different ways you can hit him. One, you can hit him like with a shoulder and it just looks really badly. Or you can go to wrap him up, tackle him, fall off him and let him go to the ground. And the argument that I always use, which works 100% of the time because it's true, is what if you pump fake? So anytime I was talking to a ref and they were like, oh man, you hit him a little late and I just hit him with a well, I thought it was a pump fake. I thought that he was holding on to the ball because I've actually done that. Checkmate, Early in my career, quarterback said. pump fake. So I pulled off, and I didn't get the sack. Mm-hmm. And so now I always tackle, but you have to look like you think he has the ball. All these guys, there was one, I think it was Micah in the game this weekend. He dropped a shoulder into the quarterback. Like, you're going to get called for that. They know that you're not intending to tackle him. You have to at least make it look 
like you think he has the ball, and then you have to make it look like you're trying to get off him. You don't want to land on him. You don't want. You have to really play it up a little bit. It's a skill. Yeah, you got to work on it actually in the off season. Sounds like it's worth it because there's been players that have lost a lot of money because of these fines, but also a lot of stats that could change the you know trajectory of their entire career. How about Christian Wilkins? Yeah, Christian Wilkins the other night get shows up to deck, backed up big time, massive play. Ball gets out, but he's there, and then he literally goes both hands out like this. Now he lands directly on top yeah, of him, yeah. which is probably something he worked on, by the way, mm-hmm. which is another thing he probably worked on, but his head was getting pulled, obviously, yes. is what people say. But, like, they called that, and it was like, what is he? I think even Rich Eisen, who was the first employee ever of NFL <laughs> Network, was like, what is he supposed to do? What is this guy? Because yeah. that's real late, real close. <clears throat> that's crazy. That, yeah. that is physically that. impossible to do anything better. I mean, you physically can't. He is a 300-pound man going down to the ground with gravity, and they say, well, take your body weight off him. And you're like, but his head in is what getting... capacity? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever played a sport in your life? Have you ever done Whoa. anything athletic in your huh? life? Oh, don't ask Figure those questions. How... Look at that. And his hands are out. He's literally showing. And Dak pulled his helmet down on top of him. Smart. And then he looks at the ref smart, like, man. oh, what's going on? But smart by Dak. Yeah. I give Dak all the credit. He's very smart. Yeah, that is a good play. That's like in basketball when you go up through a guy's oh, arms. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, look at these quarterbacks drawing up ways to draw more fouls. Good. Hey, I guess that's smart stuff, but on <laughs> defense bad. side, it's continuing to be a nightmare. I want to talk about quarterbacks real quick. Russell Wilson essentially getting benched, okay? Now, the conversation revolves around a $37 million guarantee that is in for next year, but if he was to suffer a catastrophic injury before March, which is when it gets locked in, he that would then be guaranteed from the Denver Broncos to Russell Wilson. This is very similar to situation with Derek Carr when he was told he's not allowed back in the building pretty much with the Raiders because they didn't want $24 mm-hmm. million dollar guarantee coming if a catastrophic injury was to take place. So this means that the Denver Broncos are seemingly moving on from Russell Wilson after this year and everything like that. But whenever it comes to these types of clauses and money things that are making the decisions, how do you feel about that? And what do you think happens with Russell Wilson now that he's, he's going to be a free agent? Yeah, they're going to cut him and deal with the dead cap. Is that what's going to happen with Russell Wilson? How do you feel about the whole situation that's brewing right now as we speak, JJ? I mean, it certainly seems, obviously, that that it's heading towards a parting of ways, which from the Broncos' standpoint is basically they're saying, yes, we're going to take a big hit right now, but we're ready to move on to the next phase of our organizational history and see what who our next quarterback is going to be and how we're going to build that. But from a player standpoint, I mean, I always have a hard time feeling bad for anybody when you're getting a 30, 37, $39 million check on the way out the door, you know? Like, that's like that Ed Ogeron clip where he's like, yeah, just tell me which door you want me to leave and what time you want me out of here because no problem. Like, I always think, like, yes, I do feel bad that a guy is, you know, getting benched and he's getting cut. But, I mean, $39 million to walk out the door. I'm, I'm I don't think he gets it. Pretty quickly. He would, only get th- he would only get that money if he was to suffer a catastrophic injury. No. But he still gets he still gets the rest of his guarantee, correct? He had a lot. He still gets guarantee, yeah. he still gets the rest of his money. It's not like he's not getting any more dollars moving forward. Oh yeah, because so the injury guarantee is something, and then the guarantee is something. Remember, yeah. it's mm-hmm. always two numbers. Mm-hmm. So thirty-seven million would be added yeah. for the injury guarantee if he was to get injured before March of next year. But all of his other guarantees, yes, that will also Jeez. hit into the dead cap and everything mm-hmm. for however many and, more years come. And this on. is the argument, obviously, for that football players always have. You know, in the locker rooms, we always talk about we see baseball contracts, we yeah. see basketball contracts, one hundred. 100% fully guaranteed no matter what. Um, and ours are obviously not. So when people see these big numbers in the paper, they're like, oh, wow, this guy just signed a $300 million contract. 
and they, they're like this guarantee, that guarantee. Well, injury guarantees aren't real guarantees. We all know like there's a real, real number that you actually are guaranteed. And it's generally much, much smaller, still a beautiful number, but much, much smaller than the public thinks. And then we all look at those baseball and basketball contracts and we're like, you don't have to cure COVID to get that. Cause in our, in our, in our contract, we got to win seven Super Bowl straight for me to get that extra 75 million. Is, is that what show a has to do? No, actually he's deferring it. So he doesn't even have to pay tax for the next 20 years mm-hmm. on this entire thing. It's like, yeah, all of it's coming though. At some point it's like, Bobby those ones Bonilla. blow my mind, man. Bobby Bonilla. Your contract. Oh, Bobby Bonilla is still making it. With, I think Ken Griffey's still getting paid a bunch of money. As he should. Like, beautiful. Great for them. I've always wondered in baseball, like, 12-year contract, I, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, you have no clue if a guy's going to be good in 12 years. What are we doing? Like, good for them, though. Good hockey, for baseball Hockey players. does nine years, I think, is the longest. You're not allowed to do 10 years. Is that right? Eight. Eight years is the longest. But normally all the people that get drafted to teams, it's like they're locked in immediately almost. Eight years, here we go. Their free agency, not great. That is, hockey? I, hockey. Their first deals? That one? First big one, pretty much. Yeah, like mm-hmm. as soon as Sid got to uh, – he was locked. We were going to have him. Ovi, as soon as he gets to the Capitals, he's going to be there for a long time. Gino, whenever he gets from Russia, smuggled out of Russia. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had to smuggle him out of Russia. Get his family separated from him, smuggle them out of Russia. Wow. Yeah, because they didn't want him to leave the KHL, which we just learned about. Mm-hmm. And then he comes over to Pittsburgh. It's like, yeah, we're going to have this guy for the next 20 years. Like, it's pretty much, that's how hockey kind of works. All guaranteed, though. All guaranteed over there as well. I just found a when, when I was tons of. Go ahead, JJ. When I was in high school, I was, I was a pitcher in baseball. And my sophomore year, I basically had to decide am I going to play football or am I going to play baseball? Because you can't work out when you're pitching. And I mean, this is stupid i don't know how why i was this ignorant and dumb thinking but i guess it's maybe it's part of the reason i made it but i was like you know what in baseball you got to go through the minor leagues then you got to go through arbitration then you get to your big contract uh football you just go college and then you go pro it's right away and i was a sophomore high school like looking at the contract situations like I don't. I don't want to go through all that stuff with baseball. <laughs> like I was actually going to make it. Like a moron. <laughs> well, uh, JJ, chance, there's a know. chance. Yeah. There's a chance you would have made it. Uh, you need to now. Like swimming. I was looking at football players, and I looked at Tyson Jackson out of LSU, and I was like, because I was starting to transition to defensive end, and I started to look, and I said, okay, he was the third pick in the draft. This is how tall he was. This is how big he was. This is how much he lifted. This was the speed at the combine, and I literally. Looked at his stats as a sophomore in high school and said, okay, what do I got to do to get to those numbers? Hell yeah. And that's how I built it. So Tyson Jackson, I appreciate the motivation. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, set a goal, make a plan, execute plan. Put that on repeat. Mm-hmm. That is, Simple. Yeah, that is as basic as it possibly could be. Here's goal. Well, how the hell do we do it? Let's execute how the hell to do it. And then once we get there, sweet. Let's get that next one set up, and then let's just keep doing that. They're diving into the Russell Wilson contract right now. Uh, a little bit more Spo track is. A pre-March 17th release for Russell Wilson would mean $85 million of dead cap, $39 million of it cash Damn. in 2024. Whoa. Designating him a post-June 1st release would mean a $35.4 million hit in 2024, $39 million cash, and a $49.6 million dead cap hit in 2025. I assume they're just going to want to do one. You know, as opposed to dealing with this through two in this entire thing. What a wild turn of events. Unprecedented. Yeah, right there at the bottom. Unprecedented release. Mm. Yeah, nobody does this with Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited.
Now, JJ, I don't know if you know this, as we were talking about this earlier, AQ saying, hey, Russ playing good football right now, too. I think he's playing great. Like, I mean, you watched this last week's game. Even in the fourth quarter, him being able – I mean, he threw for over 100-and-something yards in the fourth, brought him back, makes a great play on the two-point conversion, rolling. I mean, he's playing good football. A lot of teams want a quarterback this offseason. Russ, yeah, this is what uh, happens. Sean Payton never wanted Russ Wilson as his quarterback. What are you talking about? Well, he, he came in, and then he started, started talking about this offseason, about how, you know, Russ is, what Russ did here before with his team and his own office, blah, blah, blah. That's never going to work. And it just fe- it felt like the whole time there was always little shots here and there at Russ. Um, and then Brought he, in Stidham. Yeah. They, uh, and then he yelled at him on the sideline the other day. And so oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I think the ownership, the new ownership, obviously having – the unbelievably deep pockets that they have is a a luxury to have in this situation because any team that gave up what they gave up to get Russ and also the contract that they have him on and the numbers that you have to give up in cap space and everything, like a lot of teams, that is a tough, tough number to take. But I mean, you got the Walton family on your side. You can, you can kind of make some decisions in a different way. I would say wealthiest owner in all of sports is out there in Denver, and we assumed that every coach would want to get there because there's no salary cap on coaches, uh, so you could pay them whatever the hell you want. So if the Walmart family wanted the best coach who was available, they were going to get him because they were going to be able to pay more, and also to the assistant coaches, which is quite a weapon to have, to your uh, point of this entire thing. But I think So but what's their plan then? Yeah. So okay. hold on, though. So, hold on. so Russ is out. Hold on, though. So Sean Payton, whenever he came on the show, Sean Payton said, uh, we asked, I think, about quarterback being one of the reasons why you want to go to a place. And he said all he cared about was alignment between the coach, GM, and ownership. That's all he cared about. So that would mean when Sean Payton was interviewing for this, he said, we'll try, Russ, right, yeah. for one year. But And then they all had to agree, if it doesn't work out, you can move on. Because that's a massive investment in well, Russ he, he was, for one year for it not to work. He was calling plays, honestly, this year. He was calling plays like he had an undrafted free agent playing quarterback. Like, it was so predictable. Anybody that played any level of defense, if you're watching it, first down, they're going to do a wide motion, do some downhill run. It's going to be second and long, and then Russ got to make some – you got to pull something out of his ass and make something happen. Like, I don't understand the offense. I know it's not surrounded by great talent, but they invest in the offensive line. Got decent receivers. Sutton is a decent receiver when he's healthy. Judy's okay. Uh, Mims. But, uh, I mean. That wasn't much different than what they did in New Orleans, though. It wasn't. Like, they ran that same style. It was old school fullback, downhill, and then some play action, and Breeze just hit down the seam. Nah, yeah, it, wasn't it was, very it was more seam, more inter- intermediate pass, and more even like screen game, like more creative screen game. Like it was not, especially on early downs, first, second downs with Sean Payton. So, I mean, I don't get it. Maybe he, I mean, he sees him in practice every day, so maybe he didn't this trust him. This guy stinks. Can't yeah, do it. Maybe he didn't yeah. trust him, but, but it's tough. to your point, JJ, it's like, what do they do? They draft a guy? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to spend a whole bunch of capital to move up in the draft and pick one of these top guys, or are you going to go out and try and just blow somebody out of the water with a trade offer to get somebody? I mean, it's not like the, it's not like quarterbacks are just sitting out there ready to be picked in free agency, you know. Teams don't give up good quarterbacks, so I'm very interested. There has to be a plan in place for them to to move on so quickly because, like you guys are saying, it's not like you could say Russ isn't playing up to the level of the contract that he's got. But can you say he's playing badly? I, I don't. I don't know if you can truly say he's playing bad enough. Hey, that you know a somebody fan. better. Who's better right now that you're going to get? Is it somebody in the draft or is it somebody? I don't know. Joe Flacco's on cut just a few weeks ago. Jacoby Brissett. Sure. Jacoby Brissett gets like a half Kirk. a quarter. They're trying to get Kirk out there. Kirk Cousins? 
Oh, maybe Sean Payton's like, you know, yeah. everybody's saying Drew Brees. It's like Kirk would be a Drew Brees. What about Drew Locke? What if he saw uh, that primetime game and was like, give me that backpack, kid. I like Straight that back. <laughs> that would be the ultimate just roundabout. I mean, speak about Flacco, though. Like, what the hell were we doing in the NFL? That this guy was just sitting on his couch, ready to roll, and literally has a chance to potentially take a team to the damn Super Bowl. We don't know. Like, this is impressive, and this guy was just sitting on the couch, and all these teams, play the game. oh, we don't have anybody at quarterback. We don't know what to do. Like, the guy is playing sure. incredible They were ball. calling teams, J.J., him and his agent, were calling teams that needed a quarterback. And we're like, hey, you know, Joe Flacco still still wants to play. Still wants to play. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Isn't that crazy, J.J.? It is crazy. It is crazy, and it's also crazy that, like, he, he had the chance to do this other places and didn't necessarily shine, which kind of goes back to the – player versus coaching like who's who's at fault what's at fault but joe flacco clearly still doing it clearly having a blast doing it and he has the cleveland browns as a legitimate contender and it's a lot of fun to watch and he seems to be taking it all in stride perfectly you know when he answers the questions should i be the comeback player of the year and he says no i would coming back from what delivering my kids to school like I think that's the coolest attitude ever, and he's just having a blast with it. So good for him, man. Yeah, he might earn himself like fifty million dollars. Two mm-hmm. years, fifty million dollar deal. Two years, forty five million dollar deal somewhere. Maybe the Denver Broncos. Why not? <laughs> yeah, who have a lot of dead cap now that they're moving on. Uh, Debot has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, somebody else that was kind of available, not available as long as Joe, but uh, your former teammate, Jadavian Clowney. You know, always been a. Somewhat of a game record. Never really had the numbers, especially been that number one overall pick. People from the outside looking in maybe maybe think he underachieved somewhat in his career at this point, but he's having an unbelievable year. So is that defense in Baltimore, first in takeaways, first in sacks, first in scoring. What's your thoughts on uh, your old teammate Clowney and the rest of that defense over in Baltimore? He's crushing it, man. He's crushing it. I'm so happy for him. You know, I think he's had such unbelievably high expectations since his days in college and since that hit against Michigan. I mean, that hit is one of the coolest highlights Mm -hmm. in the history of football. So when you have that out there, it then becomes the expectation level is that you are going to be some godlike player at every level. And the reality of the NFL is it's a difficult league. And he's he's been a good player for a long time. But it is really cool to see him this year kind of putting the entire package together, having a lot of fun doing it, being disruptive, getting the sacks that people expect him to get. Um, he's there with Anthony Weaver, who was my D-line coach in Houston, who was JD's coach in Houston, um, who's doing an unbelievable job with Denver, or I mean, with Baltimore in that front and getting the sacks. I mean, those guys are eating people alive out there, and they're, they're a dog. I mean, that team is an absolute dog. And talk about quarterbacks sitting on the couch. He wasn't sitting on the couch, but he was available. Yeah. And Lamar, everybody this offseason mm-hmm. came out of their way to say, we don't want him. Nope, we're not interested. We don't want him. JJ! If your GM, if your GM said that, fire him. <laughs> JJ! JJ. What? I'm right here. Chris Ballard didn't say that, but, like, we certainly had question marks mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. And as we were covering it every single day, we were covering Lamar Mm -hmm. Watch every single day. We had the number four overall pick, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had some tasty, we had some potential tasty move makers. And if you get this guy with Shane Steichen, could you imagine? Oh, Oh, my God. Not that Munkin, like, they're doing a great job, obviously. But, like, I'm the Indianapolis Colts fan here that's on a microphone. And knowing that this was a potential possibility, you had to make a trade, you had to make a play, you would have had to do something. But it's like, Lamar got a deal done. He was representing himself. Allegedly, that was something that scared a lot of teams. They're like, well, can you get a deal done? Lamar's representing himself. He's like, he was able to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Ravens were able to. You can't. Is that, you're not able to do, it's like, what? 
In the That's hell? my problem with this. That's my problem with this. I'm not saying that somebody could have gotten a deal done. I'm not saying that. My problem with it is people coming out publicly saying oh, yeah. we're not interested. Like, I don't care. Yes, yes, you can try and fail. But to come out so publicly and say we are not interested in Lamar Jackson. Lamar, former MVP, currently playing like an MVP again. Like, you are a moron. If you're not at least sniffing around. Odds on favorite for the MVP right now. Still, after getting the biggest bank in NFL history. You know, it's like, um, I think it's because he doesn't have an agent. And I don't want to say that that is the reason for everything. But I think that was certainly a part of it where whenever you're cutting out, you know, people's businesses. Mm -hmm. Yes. And those people happen to know a lot of insiders and GMs. And they do a lot of business with a lot of businesses. There's a chance that there is a little bit of a fear like, well, if he gets a deal done, are other people going to see this as the new avenue to do this? And I'm not saying it will be. Lamar has a special talent to get deals done. He is a businessman. I think we've seen that. He has displayed that. Congrats to him getting a deal done alongside of his mom. That's unprecedented deal was made in an unprecedented way. So I think there's a chance that there was a little bit of like gaslighting. Kind of like Deshaun's fully guaranteed deal when everybody didn't like that. Like when they don't like something – it generally creates a little hesitation to do it again. I mean, I, I, I love it. I you talk about like having it, no agent at all and then having no suits to report to. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. people could potentially not like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, too bad if a player does it for himself and, and can figure it out by himself and can make all that extra money himself. Like, yeah. Fun. Yeah. And do it better than they've been doing it. That's a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And go out and win MVP. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Hey, congrats to Lamar, dude. There you go, Lamar. Yeah. Changing yeah. the entire And then call game. out the media. I love that, too. Like, media said he, he was going to get crushed. He said, hey, Mike. no, you don't play. Guess what? I did it. You suck. Like, hey, Mike Flores that. ain't putting the pads on. No. Yeah. Okay, if he was putting the pads on, then he could talk maybe the way he was talking. I don't think he would be. He's, as he was fixing his headband yeah. with the do-rag on yeah. it, I don't think he'd be talking that way. If he, <laughs> That was, like, one of the coldest answers of all time. And it's like the stats – for Lamar this season versus his MVP season are not the same, but they've been the most dominant team, and he's obviously the driver of that entire offensive squad. You know, it's like it, the MVP conversation. I don't know if you heard Aaron talking about it the other day, you know, with the CMC, Tyreek Hill, quarterback award. Wait, I want the battle for you, JJ. You know, I want the battle for you. I brought up your reference, but I do think Thank it's you. real what you said, and I think Aaron believes that maybe a yeah. skill player could get it, but he also mentioned Josh Allen. Don't look now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Most touchdowns accounted for in the entire NFL. And if the Bills continue to do what they are doing right now, after Kadarius Toney, just four inches. Yep. That's all. Five, six, seven, and eight, maybe Whoa. a foot. Yep. Yeah. Maybe a foot. Maybe a foot. Now that we're Baker's a little bit further away Baker's from it, we're seeing the photos. Yep. And entire, they're rolling. And maybe Josh Allen steals this. It's up in the air right now, this MVP, JD. It is. It is. And like I've said the whole time, and you guys have heard it, and you had the discussion yesterday, but most valuable player is about the word valuable to me. Like, that's, I, I do think that there should, it should be a best player award because I think that's a more fun. Like, people, you can debate that. Like, who's the best player? Who's doing what they do best? What's that? Um, but if we're, why not? If we're going with pure value, you have to say, okay, if we took this guy off of his team, what does that team look like? Like, and I think that you take Lamar off that Ravens team, it is an entirely different team. I do agree. You take Josh Allen off that Bills team, it is an entirely different team. And I don't know if they're anywhere near as successful. I agree with CMC out there in San Francisco, and I, you take him out of that team, they're not anywhere near as dynamic. But I also think that team is going to be 
pretty damn. That's why I say the quarterback is the position that matters the most because you take that guy out of it. I mean, he literally has his hands in every single play of the entire game. It has to be a quarterback. Has to get it to the running back. Has to get it to the uh, wide receiver. Like, obviously, offensive line has to block. We, we can do that game. Yes. But there's one person that has the entire program yeah. in its hands. Yes. Every single, which is why they get paid. Uh-huh. Aaron, why Bingo. the dead cap yeah. is like 50-some million, potentially. Yeah. That, that's how it all goes. That's a value. That's an asset. Should add best player. And it'd probably just come down to the offense player of the year, defense player of the year, but who cares? Bingo. That adds extra yeah. fodder as well. You can take home two awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. also most improved is what we need to do because the comeback player Thank and you. most improved, two different things. We had that discussion with Geno Smith last year, winning comeback because he didn't actually <clears> get hurt. But he won comeback player of the year, whereas a yeah. improved player of the year, that would have been a layup to kind of solve that problem. Yeah, yeah you, let's give everybody most improved, award. man. Nobody wants to win most improved. No, but like Flacco, that, that was the one in no, the Mostert like, might win that this year. Yeah, Mostert. Mostert, Flacco. Yeah, like then those guys at least get something because Mostert's having a hell of a year, but no one is talking about him as offensive player of the year because of Tyreek and McCaffrey. Yeah. He's crushing. Man. Yeah, but I mean, most improved. That's what? almost like saying, "Hey, you sucked last year." <laughs> yeah, but sometimes this, call it the he's you back. Were well, that's good. what comebacks yeah, turn yeah. into. Yeah, that, that's that's he's back is. or he's here. You know, mm-hmm. it'll it'll be one. Yeah. Let's move along. We're not shaping the entire NFL honors award. True. I've never been invited. JJ, you go all the time in the red yeah. card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks really good, don't you? Yeah, you were a part of a sing along there, weren't you? Was that you sing? Oh, Kirk. Kirk, Kirk. Yeah. Oh, that's Kirk Cousins. He did a good job. Do you ever host the honors? Another 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 white guy. Don't worry, we're very similar. Um, no, I have not, I've not hosted, but I mean, one of the coolest moments of, of my life was at that when I got to present defensive player of the year award to TJ. I mean, that was, that was one of the coolest moments I've ever had. So I don't remember. Did you guys cry? No. Um, Maybe. no, but it was, it was probably as close uh, on a stage I've ever been to crying. I would say. That's all. You, you can show your emotion, yeah. especially when it. Oh, that was an emotional moment. It's okay to be like that. I didn't say that. You did. No. No. You did. No. I missed it. I missed it completely. See, because I I didn't say it. I called you a wuss. Uh, That's that's (laughs) You you do that a lot. You do that a lot from 2,000 miles away. We'll figure that out when we're together. Go ahead. At the Super Bowl. Can't wait for that. There's been a couple players. I'll take you by that malt and I'll shove you right over the stratosphere over there in Vegas. Go ahead. Then guess what? I get one of your defensive player of the year awards. How about it? Boom. Take, take it for everything. That's fine. I got three. Don't matter. Oh! Yes, bring it. 2014, you probably would have yeah. been that best player if you yeah. had those uh-huh. awards. Same people that run uh, ESPYs run NFL honors. So oh, I don't know yeah. if we're ever going to be a part yep, There you go. Uh, Tone Diggs has a, follow- <laughs> Diggs has a follow-up about Lamar Jackson, I believe. Yeah, JJ. So he is 20-1 and one now against the NFC. Uh, he's 3-2 and two against the AFC North this year, 17-10 and 10 against the AFC North in his career, which is still a really, really good record against your division. But, like, is that... Is that just not be like seeing him and and knowing what his speed and how he plays is going to be like on the field when you're an NFC team and you don't play him like twice a year and then like in the division you just kind of have an idea of what he does well? Is that why he is so good against the NFC? Uh, yeah, I mean the AFC North is obviously its own animal. I mean we all know how tough that division is and how they all play each other in such a. I mean it's it's a true battle every time they play, and it is like you said. You get more opportunities to see somebody as a defensive coordinator. You get more opportunities to try something out, see if it works, and if it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you're constantly tweaking. Whereas on that NFC side, you only see him once every now and again. So you're you're putting that game plan out there, and you're hoping it works. But if it doesn't, you don't get to see him again for a long time. Whereas in the AFC North, you see him twice a year. So in that first game, 
you may have an idea where you're like, hey, what if we go man over here and, you know, we put two guys in this spot or we run the spy. And if that doesn't work, you can tweak it for that next matchup. Um, but, I mean, we all know there's something about that AFC North where it is just a brutal, brutal battleground. And like we said, I mean, you look at the Ravens the way they're playing right now and you look at their record and, and that first Steelers game, you're like, what happened to the Ravens offense in that game? They just didn't play up to the, the level that they thought. And you're like, Steelers came out of that one with a win. Now we're going to find out again here in a week or two if that's if that holds up or you get another opportunity, another bite at the apple. First year with Monken and Lamar yeah. together. Absurd. You know, so it's only, oh, yeah. you would think, up into the right. Mm-hmm. You would think. Andy doesn't have Mark Andrews out there right now. Like JK. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins yeah. at the Achilles factory out there That's in right. California yeah, with right. Dr. Neil Eltrell. I have I have put the pads on, and I think Lamar is incredible. So I hope that holds up for something <laughs> because I have put the pads on, and I also know it's unbelievably hard to tackle him. So anybody who hasn't put the pads on, newsflash, very tough to play against it. <laughs> put it on there. Yep. That's right. J.J. responds to Mike Flores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Just yep. blatantly calling him the wrong name. Love Walking that. in the tunnel. I mean, we did the Tamaz, you know. Yeah, true. Sure. Just blatantly, as soon as you walk in, what's his name? In the tunnel. Mike Flores. And then making sure, I don't know if that video got out. There's a lot of cell phone video at the press conference. I would like to let this man know that we do not appreciate the way he was speaking. Mm -hmm. Now that they know Flores exists, welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah, Flores every day. He's got, Florio is... Every day he's here in what, 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 and prognosticating about the potential uh-huh. of what that could potentially bring. Big brain loves being in the mud. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did he turn? Because like, I feel like I remember he used to be just pure like news, like rumors and news on, on teams and everything. And then, it all, and then he kind of transitioned oh, into like predictions and things like where, I, where that used to be the place you went to like, all right, what's going on in the NFL, just transactions and everything. And now all of a sudden it seems like it's a little more like – you know, first take a little more like some of these. No, no, leave it to the pros. Leave it to the pros. I mean, we can have, I mean, it's your show, but we can have a different, different conversation about those types of shows, but they're very, very successful, very, very lucrative. Well, and also there's a few people that are fantastic at it. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of people that are trying to be the people that are fantastic at it. And I think that became a part of the problem of what sports media became. Uh, I, I, I could be Stephen A. Smith. Easy. Yeah. I can put together phenomenal promos every single day for two hours, make them entertaining, and be a little bit of a hater, potentially, if I have to be. And the reality of the situation is there's probably only like six people that can really even get into that sphere. But these suits, they saw the ratings. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see two people. <laughs> wow. You see two people who disagree. Even if they don't disagree, we got to make them disagree. This will be a debate. Yep. Let's do one of those. Let's do another one of those. Let's do another one of those. Because it's, uh, you know, copycat league. Mm -hmm. You know, it's copycat league. And then that became just like a decade, decade and a half of everybody having big brains, you know. And it's like not everybody can play the hits like Skip Bayless for 30 years. No No way. No, no, no. (laughs) You know, not everybody can do what Stephen A does every single day. There are some that are great, though, nowadays. But not everybody. No. Sometimes you can just chat. Exactly. You just have a conversation. Oh, I mean, there's there's stuff coming on now. You know, some of these guys like they say one, they say one thing one week ago, and then well, well, this week they tweeted something that contradicted it entirely. Well, you know? well we used to be hard against those guys as well, but now that we are in the Thunderdome <laughs> every single day, it is hard not to like when you hear. Oh, it's very hard. It's, yeah. When you hear something live too, it's like Russell Wilson has been benched, and it's like 
It's over. Yep. Wow. This is the worst deal <laughs> of stinks. all time. Sean Payton hates him. The ownership knew this was the deal. And then, then it'll come out like tomorrow. It'll be like, he was actually a little bit injured. They were uh, looking out for his future, especially after a loss on Christmas Eve. And he is very much in the plan still for the Denver Broncos. And then next year he plays very well with Sean mm-hmm. Payton. And then they'll pull <laughs> our clip. Yep. Remember what they said. See? And then boom. It's like, it's tough. You know, so I, I used to bury those people a lot more. Then now that we are the people that are getting buried by people for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Sports sure. is- I appreciate that. And also, we appreciate Florio, dude. Yeah. Florio yeah. is glued into the NFL actually 15 hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. 16 hours. He out did of tweet. Day. He did tweet an apology. He did He did retract his wow. No, no, no. His nah, apology. Nah, he did not. People are not happy hold with his on. apology. Florio right, should me, just get his own I, Twitter account, is the issue. Florio should have his own Twitter account, not Pro Football Talk. People say that about I agree. me, too. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but these that's your – It's I think it's, it's, it's just articles he puts on Pro yeah, Football Talk. Out, right? And then he has, like, a hot take when he's all boozed up on Christmas. Whoa! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I used to think – I used to go to Pro Football Talk for the – and, and then all of a sudden, these hot takes, yes. like a drunk dude just came in. It's my well, phone. You're like, wait, wait, wait. Who's got control of the handle? Well, he's got this, this man cave cabin. He does. Man, man. we've seen. And he has a good time now. He has a couple whiskeys. Right. You know, he's a guy. He's a football guy. He's a guy's guy. But every once in a while, he will just be like, you know, I heard from somebody that there's a chance that boom, and hey, boom. Mm-hmm. He's a, that promo he cut against the Ravens losing to the Niners, as I was watching, I'm like, Florio, this is pretty heavy. They are going to kick the shit out of the Baltimore Ravens. I'm like, is this Florio? I didn't know that was standard Florio. Normally, the Florio angle is like a piece of information Who's going to get buried by it? Bang. Mm-hmm. He pieces things together like that in the moment very quickly. But him cutting that promo on Lamar, it did feel like, well, this guy's talking like oh, yeah. real yeah. shit right well, now. And, yesterday, and I feel like the Ravens, I don't know why, but I feel like the Ravens are a team where you show them that video in a team meeting yeah. and they're just like, all right, there no way we're losing this. Like zero chance. And I don't know why. There's some teams that you get that vibe. And somebody, the Ravens, I feel like if somebody disrespects the Ravens, it is. Over, man. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think the reason why is because how tight of a team we've seen them be. And that goes back to, like, Lamar Jackson's leadership, I think. Nobody ever talks about that. You know, he's very similar to, like, how LeBron leads. Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron's still, like, one of the guys. Mm -hmm. Like, that is how he's viewed, even though he is Mm -hmm. LeBron James. Lamar Jackson, like, the way he leads, he's one of the guys, but also he's Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard anybody say they don't like playing with Lamar Jackson or on the team of Lamar Jackson. Everybody loves him. Yeah, you mentioned how Harbaugh kind of put – put the ownership in a position where they pretty much had to pay him. You hear how his defensive guys talk about it. And then when he gets in the game, he's still like, you know, he's you can tell he's an elite competitor where he's still going to get after his guys a little bit, get them going. But I love how he leaves. He's a dog, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks for being in the NFL, Lamar. Love you, Lamar. And also, thank you for you. Yeah, his, yeah. his response yesterday, too, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was more so just like, you're welcome, Baltimore, for motivating you. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. way I do it. He, we love. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connor has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ. Obviously, we all saw it this weekend. First time in 30 years, the Detroit Lions and Motor City Dan Campbell hey, are leaders and kings of the NFC North. Have you ever seen a turnaround like Detroit? Because it does feel as though this, at least for me, is the first time that the poopiest franchise in the NFL has completely come around and is now, you know, one of the pillars of the NFC. Poopy. <clears throat> no, the Browns still have one. I mean, that's here. that's that's an interesting way to describe it, first is, of is all. It wrong? Second of- is it wrong? Were they not the poopiest about 10 years ago when they went 0-16? 
I mean, sure. I mean, Boom. coming from you, I suppose that is the proper term to Boom. use. Um, but I will say, like, <laughs> I think it's so cool to see what's happening in Detroit. I think that finding a head coach that fits their style and personality perfectly, having a team that they can be proud of, having been through all the extremely difficult years and still supporting that team, like, I really think it's a, it's a great story. I think it's a great thing for the NFL to have. I think it's a great thing for the city of Detroit um, and I mean, you look at golf, like golf literally sent out of LA and, you know, people, okay, he's not as good. He's not, I mean, the guy's got, all he's done is gone there and ball. And, you know, sometimes that gets lost in the conversation as well because of Dan Campbell, because of the grittiness of the team, because of everything that's going on and Detroit doing stuff that hasn't been done in a long time, but give all those guys credit, man. Everybody up there, Amon Ross, St. Brown, golf, DC, um, Hutchinson, sure. all those guys, man, oh, wow. such a good squad. And it's going to be fun to see. I mean, that the, the meltdown, you know, against the Bears a couple weeks ago gives you a little bit of a scare going into the postseason. But you really wonder what happens when Detroit gets a playoff game and mm-hmm. gets yeah. fired up and that stadium gets rocking. Like, Stafford, what, what can they do? Matthew Stafford coming back mm-hmm. to town Ooh. with the Rams. He, he's been dealing, too. Oh, yeah. Not that Jared Goff hasn't been. Sure. And he said the Lions were the Lions just a couple weeks ago. It's like, I think Dan Campbell like needed that. He actually said, I'm going to coach him a little bit harder yep. this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to see where we go. They found it. You know, it feels like we're starting. It's to- cool, too, because I agree. Like, you, you think in your head, like, okay, he's just a tough, a tough guy who instilled this confidence and like this hard headed ma- attitude. But that works for about half a season, maybe a full season. Like, after that, you have to be a legitimate quality coach in this league, and he has clearly proven that he is, and that he has built a staff that can do that. So once you combine those two things, you got the right mentality and confidence and also quality coaching, you got something special. That was really good. Well done. Hell yeah. He even had, like, little gimmicks there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When you got this and you got this, you see, circle, mm-hmm. no edges, Perfect. like a ring on your finger. Mm-hmm. It all comes back, doesn't it, J.J.? Especially as the lights go out and we head off of ESPN. We'll be back tomorrow with another average show. You're the best. See you then. Nailed it. Way to go, JJ. Good job, JJ. Did you hear JJ whenever the music came on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finished his answer. Didn't rush, though. No, he did not. You know what I mean? Because amateur, you know, not so. Here's the music. (laughs) And you're done. Sometimes, too, JJ, here's the music and just, we got tired. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't care. This one got the answer in about seven, eight seconds. Mm-hmm. That was great. JJ, you're a professional. Let's go. JJ. Yeah, no, it took me. Uh, it took me far too many weeks to figure out how to handle the music playing for for the first five or six weeks of the year. I didn't even know there was music, so that was that was a disaster of my own. AJ says the same thing. Sometimes you can't hear everything, right, AJ? Yeah, I don't always hear it. I heard it today, but yeah, I don't always hear it. Whenever I'm on the road somewhere, uh-huh. it's like hit or miss on whether or not I can hear anything. Like sometimes the entire open, no music. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then you hear like the what? Like you'll hear the words, yep. but you won't hear any music. I get really confused by that. And then trying to guess the football thing. Mm-hmm. And then also there's been times where talkback has just been going over the speakers. Sure. Oh, yeah. Out to the crowd. Out mm-hmm. to the crowd. And that guy yeah. in Bristol. Yeah, bingo. Dan, Dan Bristol. Dan, there. There's there's times I wonder if AJ hears anything at all over there. I mean, just occasionally. <laughs> I'm oh, taking AJ, I I want to I asked you if you wanted a question like two times, and then like dry erase board in front of me brings up like a perfect thing for the conversation just to go to. You got fucked today, AJ. I'll Sorry, you know AJ. That. No, we're good. I did want to ask JJ quick though, do you think how is Russell gonna handle this situation? Because we see Russell kind of keep the company line, stay almost like politician-esque in his answers, always says the right thing. 
Do you think we're going to get a chance to see Russ just get reckless now and saw some people down? Oh, that'd be you know, that's a, that's a great question because it is it is something that I am very curious about myself. And I think that that's – I mean, it really is a good question because I'm, I'm curious. Like, clearly something hasn't lined up fully there, and he has said all the right things so far. But if they do indeed part ways – Pat, I'm learning. See, I, I dropped it. If they do indeed, just in case I don't. But if they do indeed part ways, like – does he come out and say his own, like say his piece and put his, cause he does want to control the narrative. He does want to have, uh, you know, shape everything and the Mr. Unlimited and all that stuff, which, um, What's that? That's the way he's always done it. Why'd you, know? you bring so, that up? Mr. Yeah. Why'd you bring that up? Just, there's a lot of things you could have brought up. Why'd you bring that up? Cause you guys just did the bit two minutes ago. Yeah. yeah but there's a lot of bits. Yeah. The danger, which yeah. we right. care a lot. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't. You didn't bring it up. Let's you ride. Just, just did the family. No one went to his birthday party. We care a lot. There's a lot of a sweet house in Denver, though. Sweet house, and I saw he that house was sweet. Yeah, it's on the market. But I agree. Like, I I don't know. I feel like he's always tried to to take the high road and do do that. And I think I would imagine he will again. And I would imagine he puts like an extremely positive spin on it and has uh, a new opportunity, a new chance, a new fresh start. Um, And maybe he'll say they need a fresh start too. Maybe it's best for everyone. You know, I don't know. Um, But I'm curious. It it would be pretty awesome if he just came out guns blazing and just forged everything. Won't they find him today? Won't he have to speak sometime this week? Probably. Backup quarterback have to speak? Everybody has to be in the locker room yeah. media, I guess, for what, 15? You'll find them in the locker yeah. room, yeah. When it You've happens. been there. You you can avoid it if you want. Oh, yeah. uh, I never spoke I mean, to the media ever. That's about Russ, yeah. though. I mean, Not that they they're going to be looking. They're going to be looking around the corner for him if he is high. Danger Witch, unlimited. And is it, no? is it different yeah. now than in the offseason? Like, I don't think he'd go scorched earth right now. Like, no. I think right now but how, he'd go. I think they it'd be tough, though, don't you think? Like, What's that? He can't feel great. What's that? I agree. No, it's, it's I, I, that's why I don't think he'll speak. I don't think he speaks to the media the rest of the season. That's my feeling. Well, if he no, does, because if it just happened today, on. he's got his PR team and stuff has to prepare him for three. Team three for sure. Yeah. Deba brings up a good point. No, do they send him away like they do with Derek Carr? Because I think that's what they were probably trying like to. Like the island of Mystic quarterback doesn't get hurt. Just, just, yeah. just get out of here. Get out of, go on, get. Well, I mean, they did take away all of his all of his train. Like he had all the trainers and everybody in the building, and they took all that away. So maybe he's like, "Hey, let me go train." If you're not going to play me, at least let me go train with my guys. The thing, see, and my guys should be the Denver Broncos, which is a lot of people have been mm-hmm. saying since the beginning is the issue. But like uh, with the Derek Carr situation, what were they thinking? Like, like he was going to hide behind the gate stand, yeah, and then when somebody comes through, jump in front, get run over by a car. And then have the catastrophic injury that you yeah. need to have to be able to lock in an injury. Was were they thinking he was literally taking headers <laughs> off of every every stair? I like the way you're taking it. I I like your thought process much different than mine. Yours is yours is far more entertaining. Well, I mean, they just want him out of the building. Like it's hard when you got like a guy who might be better than the person that you actually are putting in, and some of the guys do really like and do want to be their quarterback, and other guys you. maybe don't. But, like, it is a locker room. It's a weird situation to walk into the locker room every day and see the guy that started for such a long time was getting paid a lot of money, and he is not playing. And that can cause a divide. And then if that guy behind him goes out there and stinks, you're like, well, so we're not actually – you're just telling me we're not trying to win. But yet you ask me to play hard every day. This guy's right here. This guy. Yeah. This guy, this guy could do but it. you want me to give me my full effort. You want me to give everything that I have every single day, but you know that this guy gives us a better chance to win and you're still not putting him in the game. Like, that is a hard thing for somebody to come in and say, I think. I think, like, 
with the Derek Carr situation, that reminds me of why people didn't want to bring Cam Newton in for a backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the locker room, you know, can be divided quickly. And at that position, don't need that to take place. But you saying that's what happened with Derek Carr right now is kind of blowing my mind. I didn't even think about that. They, they just turned off his fob. I was going to say, I mean, you they can. They turned off his fob day up. You can it, do that. Boom, right into the door. But exactly. When you, I mean, restrict a guy's access and make his key fob not work anymore, there's, that's kind of like a, a big boys, fuck you. There's, I mean, there's, there's a common denominator between both of these events. What is the denominator? Stidham, Stidham's got black magic. Okay. He's got some voodoo going on with these coaches. Okay, it happened last year with Derek Carr. It happened this year with Russell Wilson. Stutum. What the dog. hell is Stutum doing in practice? Bingo. Stutum is a dog. Stutum will saw your kneecap actually off in practice as a starting quarterback. That's one of the things that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. He becomes a starting quarterback. He will take a hacksaw and saw your leg off. Catastrophic injury. Just one of the things. Just two, one of the things. Two games left in both situations, right? I don't get it. I don't. Has he done that before to somebody else? Yeah, last year. Sean Payton must just fucking hate him. And maybe he doesn't, but it does feel like... Sean Payton must, <laughs> and then maybe he maybe doesn't. Maybe he doesn't, but what are we talking about? Pay- Payton's I mean, got full control, too, right? I'm with that you. Is I'm the with most, Connor, that is so much dead cap. That's not like, it's hey, unprecedented. We can get we can get by. That is an absurd amount of dead cap, and Sean Payton's still All like... Right. Yeah. All right, Zito and the boys in the back are bringing up the, the greatest hits. That's what I thought Tony was going to yeah. say with Derek Carr and Russ. Yeah, oh, you, well, you yeah. brought up Mr. Wait, seriously, what? is the plan because like you got that much dead cap now your free agency is hurt for the next year you got like you you have you still have to find a quarterback in this league and as much money as you have but the beauty of the nfl is the fact that they the whole goal of the league is for everybody be nine and eight eight and nine the parody is what makes the nfl great so it's not like you can have a hundred billion dollars and just go out there and create some Mm -hmm. crazy super team like you still have to build the team properly and if you got that much dead cap and we all know how hard it is to find a quarterback exactly what is the plan and exactly how long is that leash for the coach gm to figure it out they had to have had this conversation yeah when sean payton was interviewed you think no? No chance. <laughs> I think what? this is just... No, they definitely had it. No, there's You're not. Me, like, we're just going to make this move and crazy. figure it out. That's the way they're off. No, because Gannon gets hired. He has to be all in on Kyler. Remember, that was like one of the things. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton doesn't take that job, remember. Yeah. Was offered that job. Was in the building for 11 hours walking around. Doesn't take the job. But it is reported that have to, we're building around Kyler. I believe that... If that same thing happened in Denver, this would not be taking place. It'd be like, we must make this work. I think there was conversation by Sean Payton whenever he was getting the job, like, hey, if this guy doesn't work out, what do we do with how much money you giving it to him? And then they've had to thought about the dead cap and everything. Yes. They, but it, what's the answer? There is no like, probably like a bad to, year. Like to, J, like to JJ's point, there is no answer. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think they probably have already committed to like, yeah, yep. it's going to be a bad year. We it's like, yeah, yeah but, but down the road, it's like we're going to figure it out. Like they don't have an answer six months from now. Hell it's no. like, hey, do we draft someone? Do we try and get someone free? They don't know what's going to happen. It's a, a lot thir- of teams. It's though. really the third guy, too, because it was um, Randy Gregory earlier. And yep. then uh, we had Kareem Jackson who was supposed to be coming mm-hmm. back from suspension. But P.J. Locke was playing good in his absence. Older guy, 14-year vet, I think, at this point. And now Russell Wilson. So maybe it's just Sean just kind of, hey, get turn the page, in. get my own guys in here. We'll have a bad year. Hope. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that too, yeah. What's, what's the alternative at the most important position in sports? That's, that's wild. I that's think it's cool. a lot easier to get – Randy Gregory's replacement than a quarterback. Oh, yeah, like for sure. And, and Kareem Joe Flacco's on the catch. Boom. Yeah, maybe someone calls Big Bad but, uh, Brad Johnson. 
Let's get Brad Johnson back in the league. He's making basketballs and footballs into hoops from three miles away. High clip. This guy's got a 50 cal sniper from his right arm. Boom. Putting balls into hoops <laughs> on the internet every single day. Hmm. How's that work? Maybe. But to that, but again, to that, like, I also serious. think that. I, no, I'm not taking it serious. I'm just going to be honest. You haven't seen Big uh, Bad Brad. Oh, yeah, you got no idea no. what you're doing. Oh, I, don't even, I don't even have a remote idea what we're talking about here. This is like Gary <laughs> Brad V. Card's Johnson. Whoa! I got There he is. Boom. That's, hashtag Big Bad Brad, dude. Brad Johnson. Just one of the he greatest trick shotters of all time. Yeah, it's, he's tired he times 100. Is he on the Dude Perfect team? We no. need to get him on Dude they Perfect wish. team. They win. He's too good. No, he, his he, shit is real. Whoa! Whoa! Real, no smoke what? in the mirrors. What? Whoa. Bro, champ. Butch. Are you talking about Tyler? Butch. I didn't say any names. I just oh. said Brad shit is real. You make whatever you want to do with that. <laughs> but that is a sweet hat. Is that a new, uh, new color? Oh, right JJ, oh. you okay? That's your business partners. <laughs> I think they took a ricochet oh, yeah. shot there. Speaking of. Wow, what a man switch up. You just switched to my hat? That was the worst transition of all no, time. No, I, I just saw it. Trying to get hat. the flag. Yeah. It is a good hat. Yeah, it, no, but thanks. Big Bad yeah. Brad may be coming off the couch or maybe some other quarterback just grows into a great one. Here's Big Bad Boom. Brad. This is Big <laughs> Bad Brad, dude. He's kind of what dead. age we got on Brad? Uh, mm. We're saying 50. I'm saying dude. 50. He's got a kid who's been in college for quite a few years. Boom! He's got the arm of a 25-year-old. Strike! Yeah. And he's not done. He's taking the other side, too. Boom! Rope. If Gruden was starting, oh no! I mean, we're just we just we're, no we don't way. believe Photoshop's a thing or no. what? Big bad Brad. Photoshop. Bingo. This is like when Brady did like the the. No, 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 no! You son of a bitch! Guy's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, JJ. That's Big Bad Brad, bro. Same celebration, by the way. Hat that says Big Bad Brad. Yep. And then fist pump underneath. Every time, check the hat. Always. It looked like the hats were for sale. If I saw at the beginning of that video, yeah, I hope so. The internet is getting scary. Like I I am getting scary. Like no idea. Like you could, you could, you could start really, really. Questioning what's going on, like not no with idea Big Bad Brad. Yeah, with Big Bad Brad. He's the only other one. people. He's Can good. we pull up Big Bad Brad's Instagram, please? please. He's yeah. big on TikTok. I don't even know how I, this. I hate that today has come to this. JJ at Brad's office, right? That's Brad's tip. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, wild. is that the problem? A little Brad inferiority yeah. complex. Um, Brad off. Yeah, there is. He ain't Big no, Bad I, Brad. I love when I love when a uh, I'll say veteran. Get, takes over a social media. Like, I think that's a great, like, I love it when they're like, all right, I can do what the young kids do. Oh, and so troops. kudos to big Brad, Brad, big we're talking, Brad, Brad. We're talking sweat stains. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're talking full. He's been out there. All Wait, day. those were, those were sweat stains. I thought he was wearing a cutoff over a t-shirt. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's working. Go, cut, cut it back. Cut it back. Put it back. Up. We, there's more. We're trying to find more <laughs> videos. This still. dude doesn't just poom, pang, Big pow. Bad is 55. 55 years old. And you're out here. That's it. it. You're saying he's using AI. This come on, come on. It's 55. But you see the header baskets. He last, he last played in 2008. Dude, he'll spin it. Do we have it? Have we found any? I don't know how Pulling long. it up. Hmm? Hang on. That shirt was just soaked <laughs> with sweat. Yeah. God bust Brad, his ass. He commits himself to the game. Grinded. Pro bowler. Two-time pro bowler. Two-time. Fucking right. Sean Payton's going to call him up. Back when the pro bowl was the pro bowl. Exactly. That was back yeah. in the good days. National champion. Quarterback challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking about the, the pro bowl. Champion. Those were sweet. Quarterback challenge and like Larry Allen putting yeah. up forty on the bench press at the Pro Bowl. That was awesome. I don't. Do we have I got any? forty-one? I think. Here it is. Just pull up 
the ones from a basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A court. When he's at a court. Keep scrolling. It's, it's down a little bit. I was just on his There's feet. one right here with the tennis. Do, do this tennis one here. Yeah, that one. And then the basketball one next. He did something. Yup. Yeah. What's up? It's Big Bad Brad. How you doing? I'm a stud. You know who I am. Fuck off. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's remember. Eat I love good. the captions. Just popping random captions up there. That's Happy Big Bad Brad. Yeah. Dude, perfect. Eat your heart out. Thanks, BBB. Look at this. He cut a full promo before that. And then what? He's Big Bad Brad. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, He's not oh. done. I see that other ball. Yeah, you yeah, want another one? Followers what? You want another one? Ten million. You want another one? See the ball rolling too. So Boom! Boom. No <laughs> Pull the hat off. Hat, hat. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. yeah, you're saying is that fake AI? Are you kidding me? Go to that other one with the basketball. Yeah, take your ball. Here we go. Here Look we at this go. one. He'll do spins it's and the shit. Windmill? Uh, easy behind the hoop. This is easy. Oh, huh? You ever do one of these? Uh, Bang! Off the easy coming. Remember watching Joker warming up? He can't do this. Bad oh, spin, spin move. Oh. 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 Big bad breath. Oh, oh no, no way. He did it. No way. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. See, he's real. Tyler, he's yeah. real. I like it. He'll show I the like misses. It. He's humble. He, he can get better. Yeah. Yep. That ball's gone. He's Man. climbing this. <laughs> what, a sweet, what a sweet court. Look at that background. He's going to make it over trees. trees are awesome. Yeah, big oh. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Where's the off the heezy one? There's the MVP race. Yeah. And we're out of here. Oh, it's Big Bad Brad needs to be at the top. Yeah. We put Brad in the MVP. Dude, he... Uh, What's he doing there? He's here. The dark there one. Yeah, there there is. is one. This one's yeah. going out. Yeah. We are scrolling his Instagram right now. Well, Sorry. This, this is the one. This show has just turned into a middle school. Oh, 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 middle school what? What'd you say, JJ? I'm sorry. I said oh. this show is just a middle school kid scrolling through TikTok, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. This and show is better than any show on television. Uh, I don't know if oh, that's true. Move. He's got that. I mean, that oh. Wait a minute. He's not done, though. See, what? Are you not entertained? Oh, oh. No way. Not even looking. Back by. No. Oh! oh. oh. No. <laughs> no way. Is this guy oh, Red Panda? Boom. Is this guy yeah. catching bulls on his head on a unicycle? He's big bad. Does he have like a car wash flag in his backyard? Yep, yep. What is that? Sure does. <laughs> yep. does. Big bad Brad. Big bad. Let's go. Back by popular demand, dude. And then every once in a while, I'll get a comment on something I do on social. Yep, there oh, it is. Great yep. I don't know if we're selling as many hats as uh, Big Bad Brad there in this yeah. particular case, but like he, uh, he'll put can't hide talent every once in a while. I'll put a post up there and I'll mm-hmm. see Big Bad Brad comment. I'm like. Hell yeah. Goddamn right, Brad. Thank you, Brad. You know that more than anybody. Yep. <sighs> Before we get out of here, it's been a long one. And we thank you on this 27th from the gym. Thanks, Jage. You've yet to be able to come on this particular program mm-hmm. that we have here on these Wednesdays after a Burnley win. Had a win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had a win. Oh, big one. Huge. Oh, my God. Pumped. Two nothing, too. Not just one of those boring games. No. Though. Domination. Two goals. We did it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about Burnley. Mm-hmm. Maybe not going to the, the south on the, the – maybe going north yeah. to, to safety. You know, like, is this the, is this the way that the Burnley boys are going to go? And then just yesterday, loss. You guys stink again. You just lose to Liverpool, 2 nothing. So you have to come on the program, and you never get to celebrate. I, I think that hardens you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But where do we stand with the Burnley boys? Because Gumpy's saying that everybody else what, – what'd you say, Gumpy? Everybody around him's doing what? Yeah, Nottingham Forest won, and so did Luton Town yesterday. It was a bad day. Oh, and who are they? Uh, who are they? They are fighting relegation with the Burnley boys. Burnley did run into an absolute buzzsaw in the uh, Liverpool okay. lads. Yeah, you never walk alone. Gumpy's a part of that crew never. that's walking uh, for Liverpool. He knew it was happening, but everybody else 
else seems to go this way. You guys yeah. want this way in the area that sends you this way forever. What are we doing? How are we doing? Is everything okay? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Liverpool. Liverpool's literally in first place. So we, uh, they're very, very good football team uh, second half we played extremely well proud of them but i am where are we you ask where are we uh i am very very much on board with everything that we're doing obviously i mean literally an owner but i am at the point right now where i understand where the rest of the world is and what their thoughts are on us and where we are on the table and everything and uh i can't wait for the day that i can look back at this and say everybody jumped off wasn't jumping off no plans on jumping off and then we came back around and everything mm-hmm. back up and up and all of a sudden hey where's everybody now welcome back aboard so don't oh. worry big jay's going to be on the bandwagon the entire time i'll see you guys again once you decide to hop back on bj's in He's hey, we, we didn't, we didn't hop off jj we were never hopped off no we're, we're pundits we're, we're I mean, soccer pundits we're here we've been riding with Have you jj yeah, we're, um, we, we are looking into possibly making up the charlotte shirts after your debacle last week trying to pronounce That's our name cool. Clarence, um, Clarence, Clarence, everybody, yeah, you need to Clarence. Clarence. Charlotte's a city. Well, I appreciate right. the support on Saturday, Tigers by the way. It was really cool to see you tweeting about the match. It was uh, it was a big win. It was great to see. It was a lot of fun, and I appreciate all you guys supporting it. I see all the tweets and retweets and everything, so thank you very much for all the support. So let's remember those whenever the, the bandwagon that BJ's been in the front of. Mm-hmm. After it goes down, it turns back up this right. way. Yeah. We don't want to see you now. Where were you when? Is mm-hmm. what Big J's going to ask. That's right. Yeah, need we're more, right here the whole time. Need more BJ's. What's that? We need more BJ's. I think is what it seems. Like. <laughs> you think the boys or yeah. just yeah. in general? More BJ's is just better for the team as a whole. Just for everybody. Yeah. Just for everybody. Learning of, <laughs> learning of BJ. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just right. happened a moment ago. Right. Uh, now we need as many BJ's as possible. Yeah, right. Especially in. with those Burnley boys. Don't no, they? They need absolutely. BJ all the they time. We need crates of BJ's. Yeah. We, why don't we get BJ in the building a little? You know what I mean? Get more BJ around. That, that help. Maybe I mean, that'll turn. Like, the, I've been there five times this year. I've been over there five. Five BJ. You, you yeah, think that? Yeah. <laughs> How many players are on the team? Yeah. How many players are on the team? Gonna need fifty, brother. How many? Jeez, Louise. Come on, get on uh, the plane. It's a long flight, man. It's a long flight mm-hmm. for yeah. a good BJ. Yeah, it's worth well it for worth the it. <laughs> Can we see the gym? I heard we're gonna do yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, getting yeah, a yeah. BJ tour. Man. Russian gas plus the BJ. <laughs> Best BJ ever. It's a good show. Going north. Yeah. Who's that? Girl that was serviceable. Will Arnett. This is Brad. This is the trainer. He was uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Holy Hall of shit! Famer. Look at Check that neck. Italian American Hall of Famer. Oh shit! It's bo- I don't know. I don't know. They don't. Bad yeah. 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 No, no phone in the gym. gym. Yeah. It's boring. Good work. Oh. Nice gym. We got this. Nice Sweet. Who's that? Who's that weapon? Where's Brad? Here's Brad. This is Big Brad. Right hey, Brad, here. thanks yeah. for your service. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Thanks for your service. Guys wearing sandals. Love that, Brad. Absolute legend. Oh, quick feet. Oh, Brad still got it. Oh, on the ladder. Hey, can you ask Brad his neck size? I saw in a photo, and then I see him there. Hey. Brad, what size is your neck? Yeah, it's better than his It seems like higher 90. than the gigs up and down. 90, I think he said. Uh, it's got the rod in his arm. 19 and a half, 19 and a half, 19 and a half. Oh, that's oh, a round mound. Solid neck. Hey, hey, listen, you don't want to try Brad when he's got those sandals on or not because that 19 and a half point. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, he'll cobra strike you. All right. JJ. Apparently no internet out there. Sorry. That's all right. It's workplace. Hell yeah. yeah. Shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if he's watching this particular program, but it is turbo time, Bo. It is turbo time. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. 
This guy sucks. Phone's dying. Thank, thank yeah, you. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, great appearance. And then he's just completely <laughs> thank you guys. shits. Oh, okay. Now yeah. Yeah. it's just an absolute disaster. At the end. All right, JJ, want thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, JJ. Merry Christmas, JJ. Up to Charlotte's. Go get him. This is great sport on earth. Hell yeah. That's AJ Hawk. He's a champion in multiple levels of the football. The talks table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Sweet shirt, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, new batch. New batch. Yeah, what, what, way to go. Hey, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Guys. Merry Christmas. Mullet looks fantastic. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Started yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah ended. Mm-hmm. A while ago. Was that? A while ago. Yeah, well, really. Mm-hmm. It does end early. Yeah. It's not really a holiday. No, it's like an eight crazy nights. Is that how it starts though? Because the holiday season, I think, is that what starts the holiday season? Is that technically? Ooh, yeah, it's different I mean, every year, huh? It's different every year. I'm I, an think, expert. I think Thanksgiving. AQ's wife is actually a uh, Jewish lady, yeah. so he does Hanukkah every single. It changes, it moves. Yeah, it's, it's different every year. Like Easter. Yeah, but it, sometimes it falls on the same. Like it works all the way up to Christmas. Sometimes it's before. Sometimes yeah, it's it's different. My kids get like fourteen days of gifts. Mazel, mazel. Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, how'd you do? You had a good good Hanukkah this year, or what? Great Hanukkah, great Christmas. Everything went Both. very smooth. Wow, way to go. Way nice. Go. Yeah, Christmaka we call it in our house. I like class. Oh, that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, in it. That's beautiful. No, you celebrate Kwanzaa as well. We're, there was a there's actually an event here in Indianapolis. I just learned about on the news that celebrates the start of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just a bunch of people dancing. Oh, where were we? Great time. I'm thinking it was downtown. Where were you? We're going to dance. Sounds like a good time. I don't, I've never been to a celebration. But I like dancing. It looked like a blast. The, both, you know, synergy coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we need to see more of. Like Especially That's in this right. world. In his house, they're celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah. Christmas. It's like, why not celebrate everything that we yeah. are? Bingo. Good for you guys. Leading right, yeah. right. We could throw in Little Santa, perhaps. Yeah, from- up in Canada. Yep. We do that mm-hmm. entire thing. If you guys were to live in Canada. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Forget the trifecta. Little the Christmas whole thing. Yeah, the whole shebang. Good for the Shipleys leading the way. Yeah. That's why you go to Green Beret War Camp That's you know, right. and do your thing. We appreciate you, AQ. Thank you, Q. Nine-year NFL vet, host of Everything DB, presents Good D, Bad D, which we'll be learning later. Man is always incredibly freshly dressed and has never been to Wichita, Kansas. Mm-mm, not one. Darius Muller. Joining us now is a man from Wichita, a man who absolutely changed football forever. A guy who has a documentary right now on... Amazon Prime. Prime. Prime, that you should watch, called Bye Bye Barry, that is a nice reminder not only of how sick he is if, was at football, but also the entire story and everything he did and how he handled everything has been nothing but first huh? class. Ladies and gentlemen, probably the greatest football player of all time, former Detroit Lion, Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders. Let's go. Barry, how are you, pal? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Dude, we're pumped, Barry. Like, uh, we understand that the Wichita, Kansas thing happened mm, one of the last times you were on when we were talking about <laughs> Bye Bye Barry. Yep. And we appreciate the autograph and the send over here. And we understand that your Detroit Lions now are champions for the first mm-hmm. time in 30 years. A lot has happened in the last few weeks since we've chatted. How about this Detroit Lions team? How pumped are you for them? And what do you think this means for the future of the Detroit Lions, Barry? Oh, I'm I'm so excited, man! Like so many Lions fans, and and um, you know, I I feel like coming into this this season, certainly there was great just anticipation as to what this team would be. I, I think they met those expectations from from fans. I know that uh, 
you know, obviously we got a big one this weekend in in uh, in Dallas. Uh, looking forward to handing the, the Cowboys their first loss at home this, Ooh, this season. Going into Jerry yeah, World. But- <laughs> I love that. You know what else I love, Barry? And I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to listen to everything you were saying there. As soon as we went full screen on you, saw one of the sickest things of all time mm-hmm. over your right shoulder. Is that a – that's on the side of a building? Where? Where? What is this – where are – you're in a Zoom right now. Where is that portrait on the side of a building at? What? Well, it, it was uh, on the side of a building in downtown Detroit for uh, for several years. There, uh, like late late nineties, early two thousands. So that's that's, that's what that is yeah. an image of. Hey, you are always you know because you retired early in everybody's eyes. Could have gone on to play, but I feel like your relationship with the Lions has always been good. Val- that's good. Is that true? Is that how you see it? And what do you think of the current? structure of the lines with Sheila Ford Hamp mm-hmm. and Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. How is it different from maybe previous regimes that maybe you've been around or have you not been around as much as you are now? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm around much more now. Uh, when I, when I first retired, you know, things were, were probably a little bit icy, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, but no, th- currently things are great. Um, you know, we're excited with what coach Campbell has been able to do what Brad Holmes has been able to do and all, all um, you know, led by Sheila Ford Hamp, as you mentioned, um, you know, and and they've constructed just a, a great team um, that that uh, we're proud of, that we've known, um, you know, can do exactly what they've done this year. So, um, but yeah, I think I think everyone's excited. Even from day one, people were excited about uh, about having Coach Campbell there. Just his attitude, uh, his approach, um, you know, and what he's been able to get out of these players. Yeah, I think ever since he said he wanted to gnaw kneecaps off whenever he's getting up, I, I loved him. But there wasn't that narrative everywhere. You know, a lot of people thought he was a buffoon. But it feels like him, Spielman as well, right? Wasn't he a part of the entire rebuild and let's do this? They wanted, like, Lions. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They wanted, like, hey, we want Detroit Lions to be a certain type of way. And I think a massive piece of this is you say you're around a lot more now. Calvin Johnson is yep. as well. It feels like they're doing it all right, right? It feels like the Lions are doing everything right in what it could be for so long. And it's obviously everybody's reaping the benefit of that on the field as well. It feels like everything's going good, right, Barry? Everything. No, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. And I think you look at the end of the first season with, with Coach, where they didn't win a lot of games, but the guys played hard. I think they won the last three games. Uh, then you look at you look at last season, um, where you know at the end of the year, um, I don't think anyone wanted to see us. We went into Green Bay. Uh, knocked them out of the playoffs, uh, still, you know, and finished above 500. Um, and so uh, it's really been building to, to this point, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, we're we're just excited about how things, you know, because really winning organizations, that, that's something you have to design. That's something you have to build um, and put all the right pieces together. Um, and they've been able to do that. Go ahead, AJ. Barry, it, it talks about now you hear coaches say, like, how do you handle success? Like, some coaches like being able to coach through losses. It's easy to be hard on them and keep the guys kind of motivated. Now, don't you think the Lions are kind of at this spot where, hey, they set the standard. This is who they are moving forward. How do you think they handle success? And how do you think the, the whole city around them will handle that success? That, hey, we're expected to win games now going into them. Oh, well, I, I think from, from a player standpoint, obviously success is something that you, you should expect. Um, you know, and I think that's one thing that coaches really instilled in this team is expecting to win. Um, you know, you see some of these games um, that they've been able to win, you know, in years past, 
um, they probably would not have been able to win a lot of those same games. Um, so you you expect it. Um, this is a, you know, and this is a this is a competitive league. You know, when, whenever you're on top, people are gunning for you. Um, people want to know, you know, how how legitimate are you? And I think, you know, this team has to obviously prove that this weekend. Uh, but it's certainly a mindset that you take in, into every practice and every game. Um, but it's something you have to expect and anticipate um, because, you know, that's, you know, that that's why you play the game. And that's the only way really to be successful. Yeah, you earn that pressure, right? That's what everybody says. There's potential massive pressure coming right down the pipe. AQ Shipley has a question for you, old Barry Sanders. Yeah, Barry. So if the Rams come into Detroit in the playoffs, Ooh. what do you think that atmosphere is going to be like? And... What do you think the crowd reaction is going to be to Matthew Stafford coming back home? I think <clears throat> it's going to be hard to contain the excitement of Lions <laughs> of Lions fans. I promise you, um, having a home playoff game. Um, I think I think they'll be fairly cordial to Matt Stafford. I think we appreciate his time uh, as a Lion. Um, we're you know we're glad he had a chance to go win a chip uh, a few years ago. Um, so I think generally speaking, you know, people, um, people respect him, but, uh, but, you know, but in, in a scenario like that, obviously he's coming in, you know, he's coming in as uh, an opponent <clears throat> and the, the fans are going to go absolutely berserk um, with, a, with a home playoff game at Ford Field. I, I promise you. <laughs> now, the thought of, remember he said, what did he say? We're the fire, you're the kindling, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember he said that for like oh, yeah. a spring practice that they had open to the crowd down at Ford Field. And his message to the crowd was like a motivational speech to the crowd and what they wanted to do. And it's like now Detroit is all the way. What was How many sellouts were straight there? And then it stopped because yeah. there was doubt and a lack of faith. But then all the great football town, mm-hmm. great football town, mm-hmm. always has been. Now they got a reason to talk their shit, which is good news. Because if this season was only remembered for that Jack Harlow halftime Thanksgiving oh, performance, boy. that would have been a damn shame. But instead, <laughs> we're talking about the brand new lines. Obviously, Barry, you know Foxy. Foxy yep. has some things to say to you. Yeah, Barry, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you were part of the process in hiring Motor City Dan Campbell <laughs> along with uh, Sheila Ford Hamp and Spielman and all that. During that process, first off, thank you. You got the right guy, obviously. But during that process, what would you learn about MCDC and what would you see that said, hey, this is our guy for for Detroit. Well, yeah, the way the way it really happened is, you know, Chris Spielman, uh, Sheila, um, and Rod Wood, they were pretty much in Brad Holmes, uh, um, uh, Sheila Ford. Um, those were really the, the personalities who made the decision. Uh, I was kind of in on some of the conversations, um, and really, you know, Chris was looking, um, and the group was kind of looking for someone with, you know, who could really lead the team, who who they felt like young players. Um, or players in general could respect, um, you know, and and who had a really a winning mentality, you know, and so those were kind of the some of the conversations, some of the things that that we were talking about during some of those meetings. We showcased his press conference when it was announced he was the head coach, and then some of the responses. It was like, mm-hmm. and then they go oh ten and one, right? Yes, and then they win, and he cries. Yep, it's like Dan Campbell, like when they think outside the box, it's like from a head coaching standpoint, it's like. 
There's a box. You go outside of it. And then you got to hop in uh, one of Elon Musk's rockets. That's right. And then you got to go out of the stratosphere. And then you got to go outside of that as well. Mm-hmm. Whenever you think about what head coaches normally are, how they normally speak, how they normally act, what they're supposed to say, how they're supposed to say it, it's like he was one of one from the beginning. They go 0-10-1. There was a lot of people saying, here we go again. But it sounded like, and you said Chris Spielman's name first, it's like, we knew exactly what we were getting into. They've been patient with it, which not in the past has certainly been something with Detroit. Right. It's like this feels like a good football program. Oh, yeah. You know, it feels like they're making all the right decisions. And a lot of people say it's because Peyton and that guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yep, mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels. They went into a tub of, uh, I think it was jungle juice, mm-hmm. in the middle of Ford Field, and yep. they got rid of all the all the things that were, all the curses. Right, yep. Foxy? You know what happened? Yep, the Bobby Lane curse. I believe that was a tub of whiskey. Yep, and that's... Oh. Never been the same since. Not jungle. Well, you, well, liar and jungle juice. Whiskey's yeah. in jungle juice. Okay. Nonetheless, congrats to Detroit not yeah. being yeah. cursed anymore, yeah. seems like. <laughs> D-Bud has a question for you, Barry. Yeah, first of all, Pat mentioned earlier, but thank you once again for my uh, personalized poster. It was awesome. In the man cave. Uh, but um, this uh, this year's MVP race, kind of been going back and forth with the favorites. I saw you respond to fellow Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp and say, hey, you know it's going to be a quarterback award. They made me split it back in 97 with Brett Favre. You still feel that way? And who would be that quarterback that would potentially split it with CMC, in your opinion? Oh, um, well, you, <clears throat> I would say you look at, uh, I mean, Dak's having a great year. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is having a, a solid year. Brock Purdy. Having a solid year, I think. I, you know, I may be forgetting someone. Um, Lamar but, Jackson, uh, I think. But uh, L- Lamar Jackson, obviously, yeah. Um, that, that's what I was forgetting. Yes. Um, so I think any either one of those four, um, uh, you could throw their name in that hat. You didn't care at all about any of that, or what? You were pissed when they give you the co one. <laughs> well, how, how did it? Because you know, you did remind people, like, hey, just a yeah. reminder. No. <laughs> I'm much older now. Still got it if you need it. One play, probably yeah. one game. I would say how, how you think. Ten plays, first down, one series. What do you think right now? The body could go if it has ten plays. I think. I think with this Lions offensive line, yeah, give me, give me between ten and fifteen. Ooh. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> ten and fifteen touches, Barry Sanders. That just, that just. Man. I watched the doc, and I couldn't believe they had you on the sideline for that first. Like, what, what was that? Did you miss training camp? Why were you on the? What, I think it was it's the Cardinals. Your first game, you got in at some point, but. Because you couldn't imagine that right now in today's NFL, but how do they keep you on the sideline for so long, and why? What was the reason behind that? No, because I, I signed, um, I signed the week of the first game, so I missed all. Oh, the okay, got you, got you. So that that's that's why that happened like that. Um, it wasn't like any kind of a punishment. I just, you know, I hadn't been able to get the playbook or anything like that, so I, I signed really late. Um, I didn't know the so play. I told him, you just tell me right left. That's we can right. we can figure this whole thing out, but they wanted at least a week, you know, for me to start the NFL. And we we got a chance to see in that documentary. And then uh, who's who's Zito? Who's who's Barry's got great? You got a great. You got good, your guy's good guy. Jamie Ber- uh, Bernstein. Jamie Bernstein. Is that the name? Yeah, great. Very very active. Sends us stuff like, hey, this is happening. Good. And then we saw your college football stats. She went through like that one year, the amount of yards you had in every game, and. There's one game they held you to 150 yards. Yep. You must have been sick. Yeah. You must have been sick. I don't know. <laughs> but this guy went for like 250, 300 yards. Right now, I guess, 35th anniversary of him at the Holiday Bowl, yeah. where he went for 222 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you, so you not playing that first game, I assume all of Detroit was like, 
Every time we've seen this guy play football, he's better than everybody else. Why do you think, you know, like, here we go, Barry Sanders. Highlight from college. See ya. See ya. Running so fast that nobody could touch you ever. No. You know, you get in the NFL, it's the same exact thing. Was there any, you know, like when you get to the NFL? Because I'm at the age that we just know you like – 10 years, 10 Pro Bowlers, 10 All-Pros. Hey, see you later. Yep. Best of all time. All we see is highlights. Was there down games? Did you have down <laughs> games ever? Is, is that something that happened? That's a real question. That is an actual, like you woke up, you know what, not feeling it today. Yes. Not, not able I think to. it happened. You think it happened? I think it happened occasionally, yeah, for, for sure. It's nice. That's a nice thing about where I am, you know, being retired and in the Hall of Fame. They, they only pretty much show highlights. Um, and they don't really show the the uh, <laughs> the lowlights, but um, but there were there are a few. I mean, you know, we lost a few tough playoff games and and things like that um, that I can think about. You know, in, in Green Bay, oh. lost actually lost a home game to Brett Favre uh, in the pre- playoffs. I mean, so mm-hmm. but we don't we don't need to dive into that. <laughs> no, I nope. agree. I just want to let you know your highlight reel has mm-hmm. spanned my entire life pretty much, oh, yeah. and every time it's a new play. So it's like. What a weapon you were. Speaking of weapons, Detroit has one. Ty Schmidt has a question for you. Yeah, Barry, obviously not the same situation when you got drafted, but I feel like this year when Jameer Gibbs got taken with that premium pick, a lot of Lions fans, at least early in the season, were kind of saying like, hey, we're not seeing this guy as much as we want to. David Montgomery was kind of the bell cow. But then down the stretch here, getting ready for the playoffs, it seems like you know he's kind of taking the the lion's share, like the carries and, and touches and things like that. Um, and he's obviously added like a, a major new dynamic to their offense. Have you been impressed with the way they've kind of decided to use his usage now? Because it seems like you know he doesn't have all those extra miles on his on his tread. You know, going into the playoffs now, and and he's firmly kind of in that position where he's expected to make a massive impact. You know, week in week out. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think they just kind of wanted to start him off slowly. Um, you know, and and uh, work him in. Uh, to certain situations, but but from really from day one, I mean, he's shown that sort of burst uh, that we that we see. Um, you know, I think he's either uh, just eclipsed clipped a thousand yards or on the verge of clipping a thousand yards. Um, but um, you know, the kid has you know the kind of burst that you just don't see, um, and it's it's really transferred uh, to this level and, and to the NFL. And w- really, with all the other weapons, it's just really accident what he does. But but every time he gets the ball, it looks like. You know he's going to do something exciting, um, and he's just been a great addition, um, and really met with everyone's expectations uh, and hopes for uh, being drafted that that high. Ben Johnson too, what a weapon! Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Feels like he gets it whenever they need it. Mm-hmm. They have something. Yeah, seems like you know Ben oh, Johnson yeah. has an answer, and it's like some coaches, offensive people. I think they run out creativity mm-hmm. by the year's end or whatever. They get scared to do something. Ben Johnson always has something, feels like. Every always single, an answer. Always. And, and when they need it, you see it. And they'll hold it, too. Yep. Very patient play caller. I feel like he is – he's a guy that's obviously going to get a lot of gigs, but Jameer Gibbs, when he gets going, he's fun. To, yeah. He is fun to watch play football. Go ahead, AJ. Barry, when you watch uh, you watch defense, it's kind of attack – ball carriers these days you watch them like guys are coming up throwing monster punches at these guys trying to get the ball out it seems like sometimes sacrificing their body trying to to get the ball out and I think that's that's something that's pretty new over the last five ten years I believe it seems like guys are doing that more and more was that happening at all when you were playing and would that change your running style if that was kind of like how it's going today 
I think you certainly have to be just more aware of it as a runner that um, that they are attacking. <clears throat> they're attacking the ball, um, you know, and defenses are, are trying to not just get you to the ground, you know, but but um, get a turnover, uh, what have you. And so I, I think so. Yeah, it, it, it probably would would change it to, to some degree, um, just being being more um, conscious of it. You know, and that's something, you know, and obviously even in practice, you know, something that you rep and think about, um, you know, because guys are definitely um, and, and you know, and it's, uh, you know, certainly making a difference. Uh, I think you see probably more turnovers uh, because of that. And defensive coordinators are, are really teaching that uh, to their guys. So it's something you got to be aware of. Yeah. Darius Leonard mm-hmm. used to do this every game. He would come flying in. You know, Peanut Tillman obviously started this entire thing. I think he's an FBI agent. Now. Yes, yeah. he is. Shout out to him. Serving the country. We oh, appreciate him doing it. Okay. And also becoming a guy who does the punch out. And then, like, it became a very nor- – Darius Leonard did at least six attempts a game. Yes. And it's like full body – you're talking about, like, them working it. Full body punch. And the ball would come sure. out a lot. Marlon Humphrey. Shaq Leonard was going for it the other night a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to – he you. They're not doing that. You missed though. They're not doing that. You missed though. It's like knocking dudes wind out too. Imagine how many shots you're taking if you're catching. If you're not hitting the ball and you're catching the ribs, knocking the wind out. Like it takes its toll. I think on runners. Well, and for the puncher though too, you miss. That's a helmet. That's an elbow. You know, just like in. uh, It's a great. I love that. If you run back the tape though of uh, twenty in Detroit, it wasn't. Weren't too many guys in position to... Uh, they weren't close enough. To <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you just try to get some cloth. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He actually has an NFL record, I've just been told, of most amount of carries without fumble, like 803 or something. Boom. <laughs> Who would have thought? Hell yeah. Uh, Barry, you ain't giving away the fucking program. No, <laughs> you ain't getting this. You put the ball in my hands. I am going to make sure we have it for the next play. And then once you score a touchdown, by the way. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Done this a lot. Why'd you... Why? Because you were just... Yeah, what are we talking about? Score a touchdown. Cool. Yeah, could have ran further. This thing stopped me. So I don't know what we're doing. You always just handball the official guy? Like even in high school, everything like that? That was just move? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Just, Never uh, once did you. Ha! <laughs> I got you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. What? I just cooked both of you. You're down. You're still out. You suck. You should be on the field. Not one time because you are referenced by everybody. Barry Sanders used to just hand the ball yep. official. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he used to do. That's what you should everybody do. Everybody says it. Everybody says it across the entire country. Was there ever a time where you were, you know, like I'm Barry Sanders? <laughs> you know, was there ever, ever that ever happened? Hey, for Pat, for me, it, it was more of a thing of, you know, um, I just did my job, and there's actually more to do. I, I want to get here a few more times, so I'm not. I'm not going to get too excited about getting here, you know, once or twice. I mean, you know, so <laughs> there was always more to do, more more to accomplish, um, you know. And when you get to that the, the end zone, for me, the, the job's been done. You know, <laughs> five. By the way, Holiday Bowl, 35 years ago, 222 yards, five touchdowns. Uh-huh. That's it. He has three touchdowns in a bowl game, right? Huge deal. He's like, he's, he's, got what? We, talk, we got two more quarters. Yeah. We got two more quarters. Five touchdowns. It's crazy. Same draft. You got Deion Sanders, who's on the complete opposite of that spectrum. Yeah, he but also. step 40 yards out. Yeah, do you there. ever? I never, never even thought about, you know. It's crazy. Maybe. No, obviously not. Obviously not. That's why, <laughs> that's why you are who you are, and we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Just absolute dipshits. You're a legend, man. We appreciate you joining us. Congrats to your Detroit Lions. Uh, the Prime Doc is awesome. I don't know if you've got a chance to watch it or how you would treat that, but it is, 
It is fantastic. You're a good dude. The NFL is lucky that it Thank had you. you. I, no, I appreciate it, man. Thank thank you. Great great to be here, and I'm, I'm glad to be here with DirecTV, Holiday Bowl, celebrating my 35th anniversary of playing in the game. It's hard to believe it's been that long ago, but – but uh, thanks for having me on again, and let, let's do it again soon. Yeah, you got it. And also, let's get this thing back on a building. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, let's now. get this thing back on a building. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. You look good, Barry. You look good. Could still give you ten <laughs> to fifteen snaps if you needed yep. them, ladies and gentlemen. Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. Yeah, Barry. All right, Barry. See you, buddy. <clears throat> so good at football. Yeah. West. Every coach so, in America. You know how many people? Yep. How many coaches, especially in my generation, growing up. Reference Barry Sanders. Just give the ball to the official. Just give it back. That's the best guy, best in the world. Gives it to the, just give the ball to the official. It's not only coaches, it's like fans. Like when there'll be some fans yeah. who will see a player do something, he's yeah. like, Barry Sanders just gave the ball to the official. Oh, Why you got to do all the song and dance across the country? Everybody. And it's like his mindset was one touchdown. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I'll be back. What are we doing here? So it was on, it was maybe on the highest scale of confidence yeah. that you yes. could potentially have. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll yeah. be back. You, you know what I mean? Like celebrating yeah. would be seemingly a confident, cocky. It's below him. It's like beneath him. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'll be yeah, here yeah. at least three more times. Yeah. That is kind of a what mental am I fuck of the defender. Like, this guy just shook us, went for 80, and he just. Yeah. Whatever. Ready to do it again. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. Yeah. How Take many- this ball out of my hands. I'm disgusted with it. Did you see what I just did? This is too easy. All right. Let's get this next drive. Let's do the same thing again. Five touchdowns in that holiday bowl. He was so good. How many games did he only have one? I don't know. That's that's why I asked him. Like, ten, just Seriously. all pro since you got, as soon as you get in there. Yeah. Just And to be that young and win that award, you got to really turn some fucking heads. Oh, yeah. So it's not like you're having bad weeks. You know, you're not having, like, multiple bad weeks in a row. It's like, what a fucking weapon Dog. Barry Sanders is. And he's, he's, I'm happy he's out about. You know, mm-hmm. awesome. It's great because yeah, he seems like a very he's a very low key guy. But yeah, it's cool. Not only the the lines playing well, but Barry seems to be embracing it a little bit more to be around and do stuff publicly. It's good for football, you know, that Barry's around. Him, yeah, Uncle Dan, idea. we got Uncle Dan down in Miami. Uncle Barry now mm-hmm. with Detroit. Hey, we haven't got a chance to chat about Hard Knocks, dude. Have you watched this? Awesome. And it is fantastic, isn't it? Man, I yeah, I just I love what they're doing. I love McDaniel, like. Yeah, I just I put myself in those players' shoes, and you watch him going around at practice trying to get the guys going, and his the way that he does. I'm like, yeah, of course he he's the guy that if like he comes does that at the beginning of practice, starts talking about, oh hey, running back's going to cook you today, whatever. You get a pick, I'm throwing the ball right at him. I'm going to pick and throwing it at the coach, all that stuff, and then he's getting excited trying to throw it back at me. I can see how you would uh, that would kind of invite more competitive atmospheres and really kind of get guys going and continue, I guess, over the long course of the season. Here's what AJ is referring to from last night's Hard Knocks right before a Week 16 practice when boys get tired, mm-hmm. boys are sore. Yeah, I'm gonna go talk some shit and get this turned up today. <laughs> hey, Butch, I know you just wanted to go through the motions today. Competing today. Oh, he almost bit me, bro. Hey, we're competing today. We're competing today. It's not time to be stopped. We're competing today. Time yeah. to be like, I want shit talking after completions. Oh, yeah, visualize. Look at that weather. His world up. Easy. No. It's we nice seeing. I don't know how you do anything oh, with that. Oh, weather. I love your noises. Hey, I hit the White House today. I hit the White House with this. Ravage <laughs> these corners. <laughs> these corners up. Jalen's not even turning around. What? Jalen hasn't turned around yet. told me to apologize to you because this guy's going to choke your guys out today. Are you ready for a play call or what? I'm ready. What a human, AJ. You were talking about that. This Hard Knocks season, I guess, has been great. Yeah. 
Yeah. It has to be with the characters that they have, including McDaniel at the top. But it's also from the episodes that I watch, which is last night's full one and then clips that have made their way to the internet. Yep. And you talk about Uncle Dan being around. Mm-hmm. I think they've done the same thing that Detroit's done. Like, yeah, we want to embrace tradition here. Like, we want people to come back. We want to run the business good. They are. I'm believing. I didn't catch it the first time, but um, two former Dolphins. Wes. Yeah, Wes and Sam, Sam Madison. Yeah. You know, one of, that was one of my favorite corners growing up. Uh, Sam Madison, Pat Sertain. And then you got Wes, obviously, who played there before he went on and, to dominate with New England. But to have those guys that have been around, know what the city's about, know what the team's about, the history of it, pretty dope. Dan I'll, there is huge. Oh, that's your yeah, part. But there. it's like, yeah, oh. Dan, like – I love He's in the gift exchange. Dan's in the media, the quarterback meeting yeah. room doing the gift exchange. Like, how awesome would that be? Which we have the clip actually for it. And this is beautiful that uh-huh. Dan Marino is in the quarterback <laughs> gift exchange for the 2023 led Miami Dolphins. And this isn't like, oh, just for hard knocks. The way they talk about him is as if he is in the building. Yeah. This dude is around. Not a bad person to have around. Obviously, Yinzer. So he's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's been there. He knows the city, knows the team. And also, one of the best fucking players of all time. So good. Whenever you're talking about dealing with stuff, here's him part of the gift exchange and look at the gift that he gives and then watch Tua be a good teammate. I got you all guys got isotopes. <laughs> As you remember, Pet Detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, lifetime supply. Lifetime. That is hilarious. Lifetime supply. Tua's so pumped. Tua's so casual with Dan Marino. Like he's in there, I think. He's been around too. Good times, bad times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is fun. Are we ready? Two is so cool. So excited for you guys to open this. Oh my gosh! I do like Ugg slippers. Three, two, one. What is it, Mike? It's a golf simulator. Gifted a golf simulator. I know this came in boxers. No, he, yeah. What? Great teammate. I believe. Uh, Easy, brother. Dude, I didn't get Uncle Dan this one because he already has me. I mean, well, we well, got to do another QB challenge. challenge. No one has any excuses now. Right after the Super Bowl. He's quarterback oh, challenge. He heard that. Yeah, Other conversations yeah, happened. And then he talked about quarterback yeah. challenge. Dan Marino was like, uh, yeah, back to that, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll see. I might not be able to spin it like you guys anymore, but. We get on a golf course. We'll see how this whole thing Brad goes. He probably could still spin it. Yeah. For sure. Big bad Brad out yeah. here still spinning yeah, that's what I was. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Dan can game. sling it. That quick release, Dan can sling it. I don't, Dan may be like, I bet he's on a lot of people's like, you know, they say, hey, what's your dream force him to play golf with? I bet Dan's in a lot of those groups because Dan would, you know, he, he seems amazing. And now he's seemingly a good golfer. Yeah. Right is what he said. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't on my dream foursome to golf with, I think I'm putting him in there now. Probably. Dan's never been on this program, right? No. No. They said he's in the building every single day. That's wow. awesome. Every single day he's nope. in the building. So he's just like Shower an advisor? With the boys and stuff? Is he like in the hot tub, cold tub, you think? Oh, yeah. Hey, Jay. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm saying he, I, I assume he has a locker. He has a locker probably, and he has his own shower in there. Probably with the coaches or mm-hmm. front office yeah. or something like that. I don't know if he's in the player's locker. Right? His title. I say that. I believe his title is special advisor to the vice chairman, president, and CEO. Hey, so basically... My eyes are around. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you need anything, you come to me. If I need anything, I'll go to them. Don't want to be on my bad side. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but yeah. I like that they just call him Uncle Dan. I like that's that. just like the casual. Uh-huh. Sweet. Oh, Uncle Dan just came into the defensive meeting room. Can't wait to hear what he says. Don't you think you guys should? What if Dan is just like, uh-huh. 
that involved. I assume he is. I'd bring him in. Yeah. Wouldn't you bring him in, D-Bud, if you're on defense? I'd want Dan to come into the defense and meet him. Hey, Dan, what did you hate? What gave you a hard time? Like, what do you hate defenses to do? And then like, I like to hear, like, what do they say? Absolutely. Yep. And obviously, been up with those quarterbacks because Dan was, like, ahead of his time when it came to, like, throwing, like, throwing the ball, like, 5,000 yards, weight, like, 84, I believe. How he threw it, how he saw it. Wasn't surrounded with, you know, the best talent, good guys. And I'm sure those guys, that organization for sure, wants to win a Super Bowl, obviously, for everybody in there. But Dan would be one of those guys that he's going to be one of the first guys touching that trophy. Yeah, and, he, you know, we didn't get him one. Obviously. And you said that the first question you would ask him if he came on the program was talking about today's football. Yeah. How how well you think Dan Marino would, I would do it? I would ask him, because he's one of those guys where people say, like, oh, Jordan, if he played today, he would score. He would average 60 points a game. Like, Dan is a legitimate quarterback that I think if he played today with the rules, because the last few years he was playing, he had, like, prosthetics on. Like, his cleats came up <laughs> to his damn his knees. High tops were up to his knees <laughs> almost. Yeah. Not moving, just all just flicking the wrist. I think he, he could legit throw for 6,000 yards in today's interview. I, I assume he would appreciate hearing you say that. I wonder what his answer is because I assume he's thought about it when he's watching these games. Yeah, with that offense, too. It's not like he's watching <laughs> a, a, a certain team. He's watching an offense that everyone's trying to copy with Tyreek Hill. Uncle Dan, how you doing today? Well, I'd be better if I was you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Via Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. and McDaniel calling plays. Mostert. Go ahead, AQ. Defenses are so different. When I was coaching the one year, I went to Clyde Christensen, who we all know, quarterback coach in Tampa when I was there, was also Peyton's quarterback coach, right? So mm-hmm. Worked with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. He was going to have a book one day. It's going to be really good. Andrew Luck, he's had them all, right? So he was watching film the one day, and the thing, I like walked in. I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, it was like 2005 Colts versus Patriots. Fourth quarter, tight ball game. Patriots are running 3-4, cover two, base defense, <laughs> the entire drive. Like, two-minute drive, and I'm like, oh, my God, the game has changed so much. Vince Wilfork was in every oh, single play. And two I'm like, oh, he wouldn't – like, two minutes, he wouldn't even be in the game. And now why would it change? The speed would just be so much yeah, different. Yeah, you got five DBs on the field. You got six DBs mm-hmm. sometimes. It's dime, especially with Peyton Manning on the field, right? Like in Disguising. What's crazy. Disguising. They're bringing pressures. They're doing all this stuff. It was literally base defense, cover two, no blitzes, just – here we go. Like when uh, offense is running hurry up pretty much. Bingo. The most easy stuff ever. You see a lot of teams have success whenever they're running hurry up, and it's mostly because the defense isn't able to do anything or get set or sub. So it's a basic defense, plus they're getting tired. It's why some of us think run hurry up all the time, although it's not sustainable. But what were you about to say there, D-Bug? No, I'm saying it's crazy because still in today's NFL, one of the basic calls in two-minute defense, still two, 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 cover two. Yep. Every time it's like, you know it's coming, you know offense, they're going to run a dagger, and you still see it like 30 years later, it's still the same, those same bones of the defensive offense in that uh, operation two-minute is still the same shit. If you were to watch this film of Dan Marino that we're watching right now, what uh, defense do you think they're running? They're running the same stuff, huh? Oh, I'm going to have to see it. You think it's just basic? It's oh, flea flicker! Oh, yeah. Dan Marino sets his feet, you know what that means! Touchdown, Dolphins! It's hilarious watching these, though, because the first touchdown pass that he threw, definitely not a touchdown today. What do you just, what's a catch? Yeah, strictly because the guy landed on the ball. There's no way it's a touchdown. His ball. That That ball. That ball right there. Oh, yeah. Buckets. Dan Marino crafted his arm and his technique in Oakland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Went to Central Catholic. Was an absolute beast. Had an incredible fro. Urban Fryer. Yep. Urban incredible fro coming out of college. Oh, and, fake spike. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Fade. Back, back shoulder. shoulder. Bucket. Way before everybody Eric else. Glenn. Back shoulder and 
I mean, and look at the boy. He's going to be excited. Oh, yeah. Win. Living down in Miami at that time, too, I couldn't even fathom Ooh, no. how good the tan was on Dan Marino oh, for yeah. most of the Not time. Just the tan. So I'm doing. outside. Yeah, he definitely was. That's why he's so relatable. That's why everybody likes him. You know, now, whenever he does a read for a commercial, yeah. there's no fucking flub. No, no don't waste his time. Send yeah, it. And he's, fucking send it. He's <laughs> hanging out with people on the bye week, too. He's not just doing nothing. Yeah, he's having a good time. Fucking send it. Two of, the, two of the greatest clips of all time. Yeah. He was on Bowie, by the way. Yep. All time. <laughs> what a legend. Hey, way you go, Uncle Dan. Love you, Dan. You want to do something to do a giveaway or what? Sure. All right, what are we winning? Are we throwing? You know what to do. Whatever you want you know to do. What to just do. Don't say any words. grab and go. Yeah, just check. Pick it. up that ball and hock it. You already looked at it too long. Nope, I didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reset the scene here. You ready for it? Hey, 15 people, $500. All, All right, I got to do is put go. a ball in that hoop That's over there. Thank you, Shipley. Ten. Oh, 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 What if that became your, oh, your yo. signature move? What if that good. became your signature move? I don't know. I felt good about that one. 15 people, $500. All AQ's got to do is just put a ball into the hoop. There it is! Oh, oh my God. Those are your best efforts, though. Yeah. Those certainly are your best efforts. Let's just keep it going. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time this man has attempted this. <laughs> 15 people, $500. All he's got to do is put a ball in the oh. hoop. Over. Oh, oh, my God. Baseball, baseball. Lights are down. You ruined Christmas. But you can make 15 people's Christmas. That was the worst one yet. That was the worst one yet. You know what happens like uh, with like songs that get made? Sure. Like the first four times you hear them, they're awesome. Yeah. And then they just beat them. You know, yeah. they do too much, and it loses its luster. Mm-hmm. So we're done. We quit. We quit this. I think there's a chance you ruined the yeah. with five straight misses here. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the right. no-look huck thing. Okay, we're back. But we got one more 15 people. Five hundred. What are you doing? No, no, no. We, we, it's jump short. 15 people, 500. Oh. Now you got to wonder. Monkey in the middle. No, no, just. No, we're swinging around. We're getting, getting you the perfect shot. Ball movement. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. DB, classic. Oh, no. Jeez. Bad throw. Bad throw. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Turnover. <laughs> Three back. Ball. Check ball. Oh. Skip pass back. 15 people, $500. Oh. That would have been a close one. That, that would have been unbelievable. That one would have been really cool. Yeah. Good ball. Where's Beal? We kind of did all Not enough screen to move, but. Yeah, we the offense we run, we don't even got to set picks. No. no. Ball move. Changing the whole thing. you see thing. me work in the paint, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you. That's why you're a Hall of Fame basketball player. We're at the post. Kabali said it last week. Kabali. Couldn't leave the paint. Kabali, dude. Kabali. Kabali <laughs> did say you were a force down low. Yeah. You read it, right? Yeah. You guys read it? You guys all read it? Kabali said one of my first jobs was covering A.Q. Shipley playing basketball at Moon Township. He was a force in the paint. Except for when you ran into a bigger force. Who was that? Who was that? Uh, what was his name? Hartung? Nate. Whoa. You remember, he's 400 pounds. 400 pounds. He used to he move. Was, he paint. was AQ, but bigger. How tall? 
Uh, maybe my height, too. I think he was like six foot, <laughs> he six was one. your height, four bills. This dude was a mythological in creature in Pittsburgh. Went, went to BYU to play nose guard. Yeah, he was a monster. He was 400 pounds and could move. Yeah. yeah he, was on, he was on a newspaper every week. Look at this thing. Okay. And it, it was... I put him on there, this, too. This That's thing. what they said? Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine you two rhinos battling it out down oh, there in the paint. Oh, oh, to yeah. replace the hardwood after the game. Yeah. You know that indent that Zion had when he was dunking? Mm-hmm. That was just the paint the whole night whenever AQ and Nate Hart yep, dunked. There he is. There he is. Yep, that was hard tongue. Is that big Wait, Bob? Look, look at everybody on the ground. <laughs> it's not a roof. I got, that's, I got a lot of questions. That's not looks like butter it's really a roof. That's who, yeah. That's that is real. That's so real. Many good basketball. <laughs> no Brian, way. I, I had to guard him. No way. True. Yeah. So, can't be real. This is real. He doesn't have knee braces on. This isn't real. <laughs> this is real. No, it's not. He got his tongue out. Find another picture. Seriously. Oh, this, this, I mean, there's a bunch. This him. is real. He was a mythological no creature. I can't believe he that. He used to just play against everybody, too. Like, single A ball there, double A. He no. was just, they would just drop him oh, into a gym. Shit. And he was dominant. Football, same See, but thing. What is that? What's happening? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> believing that for a second. That was, that was, that that was, that was five foot three. Look at him. Oh shit! Look, look oh, at this him. is real. Yes, yes, it's real. It's Nate Hartung. What a Nate look at him, dude. He's got is large. Look at him. He's got six wheels on there. Look at that. Look at sixty-four <laughs> right there. What do you tell me if this is real or not? Yeah, it's as real as can fucking get. Happy to be oh, back. Oh my goodness! It's funny as he had a brother who was like that's not super skinny, skinny and Jack. Yeah, number three, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger Hartung, make an impact. Anyways. Man. Thank you for Big <laughs> Nate Dog. For Big Nate Dog. And the nostalgia that we just got to experience everybody yeah. in Western Pennsylvania around right. that age. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and make this football into that hoop over there? Done. What's your problem, D-Butt? Nate Hartung would have gave. Great play. He, he got buckets. Is he in the NBA right now? Is Hartung in the NBA? <laughs> he focused on football instead. Should have stayed in basketball. Yeah. Should have stayed in basketball. He would have been Come Big on. Perk. Come on. 20 people, $500 <laughs> for Big Nate Hartung. Here we go. All you got to do is put the ball in the hoop. Thank you, Boom for Nate. Right. Yeah, I mean the basketball. I mean basketball. Yeah. No he was. He was uh, this actual play though. Like, <laughs> he was listed six, three, four. Ten. What happened to the guys on the ground? Did he they, Euro they, they, they were fouling him. He, he. This is after him getting fouled, and there's a third on the way. You know, it used to be hack a hard time. That's what they used to say. <laughs> six, three, four, ten is what he's listed. Yeah, I was, I was also. I was also listed at six, school? three in high school too. <laughs> yeah. So Nate, awesome. was, Nate was six foot six one for sure. I mean, they got to cut twenty. Don't need to cut this man down. Come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there were some like recruiting things that had me listed at six four, and then I'd go on these visits, and they'd be like, "Well, then we got catfished." What, well, what happened? There was a Nate Hartung coming here. <laughs> you have your lips. <laughs> All right, AQ. Here we go. For Big Nate Hartung, 20 people, $500. All you got to do is make the uh, the ball that's nowhere near. Come on. Yeah, we, we know how this goes. Because you just have nightmares. How does Nate. Chuck make this everywhere? Try snapping it into Chuck the practices. Net. Does he? You know why you're getting a sweat on and doing all yeah, your bullshit? Chuck's out Sitting at that tiny little chair at our high table over there? We all got a sweat on today. It was nice. It was. Good to see everybody. Good to see you. I was able to wake up. Oh, Good to man. see you in there. All right. You guys. Wait, can you just... Die. Ty, we saw it. Throw the ball, yeah, funny Jesus. man. Here we go. See, but when you're doing all that, Chuck's practicing. Okay. Chuck for, literally for comes the people. out here. For the people. And he practices. Right. Both hoops, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He goes. Ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. You, uh, what do you think? You nah, I'm going to go here. I like this one better. How many people do you think should win if you put this <laughs> in? 20? 100. Because it's not going to happen. That's too What are we, we doing here? We said that last week. We can't just Bam. And what happened? We get oh, here we go. This is 20 people, $500. All you need to do, AQ Shipley, is what Nate Hart Here we did. go. Put the ball in the hoop. Big Nate. <laughs> there it is. 
Just like Big Nate, just like Big Nate, with the scoop hook oh, underneath. Listen, yeah. look at that. Look at the pitch. Oh, yeah, and at court and say what? That ain't a foul. What? Sorry about it. 6'3", 415 pounds. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Hartung house. Don't you dare come in he there. He found out a lot of games, but what Nate Hartung was going to give it his all every single fucking play. You know how many This kids? is high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what he did. Enforcer. Oh. Dead. I mean, he sat there. What do yeah, you want him to he, do? He wasn't moving. He was not happy about the call either. He might be right? dead. You see him. He's walking it off. <laughs> yeah, that kid's life changed forever on December 2nd, 2003. Nate <laughs> Hartung was getting fucked by these oh. refs, but when he got the ball. Oh! oh! Escalade! Oh! No holding! No holding! Nate Hartung yep. was before his time. <laughs> Dead. These kids are flopping. He paralyzed that Dead. kid. That one was a little quick. That kid's never walked again. That, out. that one was a little quick. Oh, what'd you do? He took a charge Yo. on that one. The flop. That wasn't a flop. That guy couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Oh, no, he wasn't moving. What are you talking about? <laughs> Six, three, four, ten, trying to get in the way for a block. Get out. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean these you, defenders need to communicate, man. Let, it, let your buddy know he's coming. They're going to call it off. Listen, they prepared all week for Nate Hartung, but it isn't. Whoa, what a pass. Dude, vision is Deal. crazy. Can we see a jumper? I don't think he has that. What? I, uh, yeah, he's in the Here, pit. Dunk. He's draining threes. What do you want him to do? He's yeah, trying to get for on. the ball just like everybody else. That's Nate Hartung. Hey, thank you, Nate. Love you, Nate. Your inspiration found 20 winners of 500 Dollars here because AQ Shipley was able yeah, to do I mean, what he very rarely does. What do they want the guy to do? He do it's four in a row. It's four in a row. Yeah, they are ducks game. I mean, the refs just are. Get, give me that. Yeah, he didn't dunk that. Uh, no, he, he didn't saved that for off. big games. Yeah. He didn't have his knee braces on that. Run the court. court. <laughs> run the court. Give him the ball. Dunk. Feed that man. Whoa! Oh, was, man. After Christmas. Now you guys understand why he was so folklore I'm so in Western Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at this. Dude. This is Jokic. So good. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's basketball. Nicole is day after Christmas, too. It's tough to focus. Well, fresh new year, oh. same name. <laughs> same name. <laughs> that guy was airborne. Happy 2004. <laughs> same name, hard time from 2003. Guy's got to call out screens. What number oh, is he? he was a weapon when he got double it at the zero. top double of the table. Number 100. No, he's double oh, zero. Okay. Number 100. <laughs> they, they put a one digits. on his jersey? I mean, Behind how pumped was the student section to cheer for this guy? I don't know, but you were not going to box him out. I don't know what no. old buddy thought. No. Oh, my God. There's AQ oh, oh, and Nate Hartung. <laughs> and one. Come on. And one. Did you ever play him? Did you ever play him? Yeah. You did? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Dead body on the court. There's a dead body on the court. AQ had this game circled on his calendar. Where you go, Nate? Hey, where'd he go? <laughs> Five out right there. There we go. <laughs> they were cheering for him, of Two course. minutes left in the first half. He, he took no shit, you know, and that's what that's what you need. <laughs> so it's all about. When you're going to play a little hoops in western Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Hell, yeah. I appreciate you making them for not only him, but for 20 people, AQ. Today was fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back Friday as well. And then uh, remember, week 17 is kicking off tomorrow night. Yeah. Let's go. Enjoy. Yeah, it. let's enjoy it. Yes. Let's not get done. No, it's not. Because there's not a lot, of, a lot of games left. Let's get up because we have the games mm -hmm. to enjoy. You got Joe fucking Flack up. Don time. Yeah. Joey Flack. Yeah. He's all the way back. What? Oh. Yeah. Let's have a good one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. All right. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. AJ crushed it today. Boys, same thing. Yeah. New graphics were awesome. Way to go, Dirty and team. Goodbye.